1: happening, Weirdos? Uh, an amazing and, uh, dare I say, fascinating conversation with my dear, dear friend Kenya Barris, who you may remember did the podcast one time before. Since then, he has created the enormously successful uh, TV show Blackish, which, uh, while I admit in this podcast I hadn't seen much of, I've since seen much more. It's fantastic, it's thoughtful, it's important, it's beautiful, and it's hilarious. So I highly recommend that. That is not the sponsor. That is just me saying my friend has made something truly great, and I'm proud of him. We get into all that. We have a wonderful conversation. I want to get to it as quickly as possible. Speaking of having wonderful conversations with friends, uh, if you're in L.A. or near L.A., this Friday, the 19th, me and Rob Bell are back at Largo. Uh, we have a special guest rabbi and it's uh it's basically like a, a live you made it weird in a sense except it's rob and i and there's only one guest who's a rabbi and we're going to talk about everything whatever comes up the nature of existence and all those good things that we always talk about in the third act of this podcast so if you can would love to see you largo-la.com for check uh we have a new sponsor which is TryAudiobooks.com. if you're looking for something new to listen to Penguin Random House Audio is always working hard to record new sci fi audiobooks for you, and this year will not disappoint. From Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt to Dark Matter to Justin Cronin's trilogy The City of Mirrors, there's always something to satisfy any intergalactic preference. Visit tryaudiobooks.com for a free audiobook and start listening. We also have another wonderful sponsor. This is something that I've been using lately. This episode is brought to you by Take My Wife, exclusively on CISO. Cameron Esposito and Rhea have both been on the podcast several times. They're wonderful. S-E-E-S-O dot com, ad-free streaming comedy with new originals, quotable classics, late night, and stand-up specials. It stars real-life comedians and real-life wives, as I mentioned, Cameron and Rhea, both of whom you may know from their stand-up podcast, Put Your Hands Together, and from them both being fast-rising stars. In comedy. They created, wrote, and star in Take My Wife, which is mostly based on their lives and their love, and features a whole bunch of comedians, which you'll probably know from this podcast Maria Bamford, James Adomian, Ron Funches, Paul F. Tompkins, Matt Bronger, Joe DeRosa, Janet Varney, and Laura Keitlinger as their crazy neighbor. Take My Wife shows what it's like being a stand up comic times two. It touches on and takes apart the generalizations of what it's like to be a woman in comedy without any sanctimonious bullshit. At the same time, it shows how funny, lonely, and weird life can be uh, for we people in our 20s and 30s. For comedians and civilians, plus, as Cam says, the sex is hilarious. So go to CISO.com and use the promo code TAKEMYWIFE and get two months free. All right, everybody, those are the plugs. Hope to see you Friday in L.A. at Largo for Rob Bell. In the meantime, watch Blackish. Check out Kenya. Right now, you're about to. Enjoy. Get into it. You know, I watched your your pilot. I'm such a bad friend, man. I, I haven't watched the show, and then I was like, I'm going to watch it. And it's okay. so 11 it's million so people, funny. people have. I know. There you go. There you go. No, I'm just kidding. You don't care. It doesn't no, matter. But I, I, mean, care. Like, I care. <laughs> I care. Of course I, I care. I should be watching it. I totally. so nothing. much shit going on, dude. I don't watch Silicon Valley. Everyone I know is on Silicon Valley. <laughs> Everyone I know is on Silicon Valley. That's funny. And I haven't... I, I watch know,
2: Silicon Valley. I love Silicon Valley. I've seen
1: Valley. some of it. I've seen some of it. And what I've seen is amazing. What I watched... I only saw the pilot, so obviously it's here in the blah, blah. Here's what, Here's my point. Here's my point. There's this weird thing going on in the show, in the office even, where there is, and this isn't what I meant when I saw you, by the way, it wasn't yeah. pre-Black Man, it's that I love you and I never see you. Right. So I go, there he is! <laughs> but it's different. It's the way you dress, too. There's something kind of crisp going on. So you see fresh Kenny. Fresh out the package. Fresh out the package.
2: Fresh out the package. Fresh out the package. get a new t-shirt and throw this other one away. <laughs> That's my goal, is just to throw a shirt away. I don't even want to wash it. <laughs> I Want to fucking wash it?
1: Not even give it away, just throw it away.
2: <laughs> Who wants an <the> old T-shirt? <laughs> You've only worn it once. I like you could return it to the show, to the store. I could do that. Yeah, doesn't I like, should do that.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's something about Jay Z crispy... doesn't wear shoes more than
2: once or something. I could see that.
1: I've heard that.
2: I, I could see that. I, I, I don't turned, know if that's true, but I, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> that may to it's totally something made up.
1: <laughs> I've heard that Jay-Z won't wear it. Well, now...
2: That sounds wrong. Yeah. Because he Google wears... Google it. He wears such expensive sneakers. Yeah. That I would Maybe think, it's Kanye. It's, Kanye feels more right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, a lot that's, of athletes do that. A lot of athletes, absolutely. They throw him away after the game. They throw him away after the game? They them away. They give them away. They actually do give them away. That's a very. Who's going to wear a size 29? <laughs> I know. Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, There's some Jack. kid out there, a kid who's 6'9". What who, am I going to live he in needs this? That shit. <laughs> Athletes wear, throw them away after the game? It's not, and it's not like, a, I don't think it's like some rapper type shit. I think it's like they, they're performance shoes. Right. So. It, at a certain point, like, I, I can't
1: think of another comparison, like a chef. Wants to keep his knives, but you can sharpen a knife. You can't sharpen a basketball shoe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I mean, once it's used, it's used. Some of them feel like they would have to get broken in, but that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm sure we talked
1: about the Jordan fives last time.
2: Oh, they're they're the most uncomfortable (laughs) shoes on the plane. Every everybody knows that. Every time I see, them, I'm, I see someone in them, I'm like, oh, those are great. Yeah. They're really uncomfortable. That's right? all I ever say. And, they're, they're and like, I tried an insole,
1: like a like a, an arch sort of oh, thing no. inside. It doesn't help. No, it's like a
2: torture mechanism. Yeah, I going to say it's a torture mechanism. It's not a shoe. No, it's not. It's like um, something <laughs> they, that they would give slaves. I mean, it's so funny. Like They're like, we don't want them to run we should give them Jordans. It's the high heel the of the basketball shoe. The 5 is when they really mastered slave yes. runaway shoe technology.
1: I, I want to join you on this slave riff, but I'm already uncomfortable with some of the things we've riffed on thus
2: far. That's What if they found out that the Jordan 5 was runaway slave shoe technology <laughs> like they literally pulled it from? Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Oh, my God. The irony, the irony would be amazing. Yeah.
1: I've, I've had a theory my whole life that high heels are sexy because you know a woman can't, like, run. It's like this weird caveman. Like, she, you can't... Not even run, like, from an assault. I mean, like, she's at the bar. She, if she's wearing, like, a tennis shoe,
2: she <laughs> might it, flee before you get up there and ask her if she wants a drink. Isn't it rapey, though? Isn't the whole point behind that? Yeah. I think I there know, might be something like, going on. It puts on. you in a fuck-me
1: stance? it does put you in a fuck-me stance, for sure. I don't know if it's... Rapey.
2: I mean, to say I'm in a fuck me stance, but everything makeup is
1: supposed to make you look like you're ovulating, which is so fucking weird. Is that really what it is? Oh, red lips, red cheeks.
2: That's what a woman when she's flush, the blood is like she's ovulating. The irony of that is the whole U.S. gymnastics team wears makeup, and none of them have their periods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you
1: couldn't you couldn't knock
2: up a gymnast if you are not ovulating right now. You know, I found out why they don't have their periods. Why is that? It was all this other stuff been told me like it's really just because elite gymnasts start getting in shape at like four or five years old. Uh-huh. And so by the time they hit puberty, when you really start growing and all that type of stuff, they stop growing and start doing that because their bodies say, you're already too in shape, so we don't have to grow. What? Your muscles and bones are already too... The fat, fat content is already so low... Yes. ...that your body says, I don't have to... The bones don't have to extend the Oh, muscle. that's why
1: they stay small? That's why they're so small. Oh, they're small. I thought you were try, tying that back to the period.
2: Well, the period is that, too, because there's not enough body fat content. Uh
1: um, They're just pure muscle. <clears throat> but then I hear about, like, we do, like, the month... Two guys, just two men, just talking, talking about...
2: <laughs> but I know, but, like, we're unqualified to... <laughs> I,
1: I read an article... Grossly unqualified. The once-a-month period... isn't global like there are some tribes in africa where they ovulate like once a year and everyone does it at the same time sounds made up that's their bonnaroo that sounds made up (laughs) that's not made up it's coachella for it's it's a coachella (laughs) i knew i could find it oh wow (laughs) wow you did that (laughs) oh my god but makeup uh, looks like you're ovulating. High heels look like your ass is in the air. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like it is. That's why. But I remember I, it was a male, thought I had as a kid. male created shit. That's what I'm saying. But the Jordan Five, as you say, being the, the slave runaway shoe, like stopping. There is something kind of Jordan Five about a high heel.
2: Yes, just it's like she's she's there. Cost
1: to be cute. You can't run. Unlike Jurassic World,
2: where she does run quite a bit in That's a amazing. high heel. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know. I know some women that actually are good in heels yeah and it's so interesting i don't know I, it's kind of
1: like you know when you heard about like feet binding in china yes and you catch yourself being like those backwards ancient peoples right you know what i mean like you're embarrassed and then part of you is like but it's kind
2: of cool <laughs> <No>! <laughs> <laughs> that is not where i was going with that but it's but it's i can find this on the internet How to bind a foot? Yeah, just in general. It's so... You you, don't want to bind a foot. I'm just saying the way that the toes have to go into the tip of the shoe. He might have had that conversation. He might have have had that.
1: Who, Cosby? Yes. (laughs) I don't know why I slipped into Cosby. It was a weird choice.
2: Thinking of me. (laughs) It it is. It's 100% because you're looking at a black guy. You're like, see the black guy, I'm nervous, go into Cosby. He'll get it.
1: (laughs) Talking about Jay-Z and Kanye. Listen to every other episode of this.
2: There's never any mention of this. Nope. But all of a sudden, John
1: Denver. Within
2: two minutes, <laughs> Kanye, Jay Z,
1: slavery. But well, you were talking about crisp white shirts. I don't have too many white go-to people that are like, I want to throw away the shirt after I wear it. Do you we've know we've it talked like? about that though. Yeah. The Sandler effect. Yes. Rich white dudes wear sweatpants. Entitlement. Entitlement.
2: Hit Entitlement. it. Go ahead. And so I just was having this conversation with some <laughs> some of my friends about like dirty sneakers.
1: Dirty Sneakers, great Bill.
2: Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. <laughs> Bill Burr. That's <laughs> the guy you got to look out for. The black guy with, black dirty, guy with sneakers. dirty
1: sneakers. The black guy with dirty sneakers. I was hosting at the Boston Comedy Club, the club that I barked for, handout flyers. And I was hosting, and Bill...
2: Barking is handing out flyers.
1: There you go. <laughs> And Bill Burr went up and used me as the example for that bit.
2: That's he was
1: like, "I'm not afraid of black people. I'm afraid of black people with dirty sneakers." And then he goes, "Look at Pete's sneakers." And I just was so thrilled he remembered my name. Oh, <laughs> so funny. And my sneakers were filthy. absolutely filthy, just white filthy, just so dirty. There's that's entitlement. A level
2: of, there's a level of white filthiness. Yeah, that's like ridiculous. Like well, my friend Vijo has. Some of the dirtiest PF flyers I've ever seen. He Uh just like, he just proudly wears them. Yeah, and it's just a level of. This is a white man. He's basically a white man. He's an Indian dude. (laughs) No, he's not. Um, No, but he just doesn't. He just doesn't have to have. He's not bound to, the notion, that in this country he was once in chains. You know what I'm saying? With rags on. Yeah. And so I think that's where it comes from. When you're in this country, you have to walk amongst people whose relatives once not only owned you, but you weren't dressed well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were dressed very shitty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah. so
2: now when you get out, it's like, I wanna go I want a fresh t shirt. I want you know what I'm saying? I think that there is a psychology behind it. I mean, I know that it's jokes and stuff for me, but I do think that there is a real psychology behind it. And there's an entitlement sure. and there's a freedom to being able to say, I don't give a fuck what I wear. It's like when I see Leo in a, a Prius. I know he's, uh, he's environment conscious, but he sure. also is like I don't care if what I'm what I'm driving. You know what and saying? you think
1: that's a that's an entitlement thing.
2: I'm one hundred percent. I I don't know about the other side of it on the entitlement as much. I think that it is just is and we call it entitlement. I think the other side calls it entitlement because we don't have it, so you're but I think I definitely feel that I could probably write a book about, you know what I'm saying, the I- ideology behind the peacocking that goes into... Being dirty. You no, know, not being dirty. Not the being dirty. peacocking behind it that goes into, like, a clean Chris White t-shirt and Chris shoes. And, yeah, but you're
1: saying, like, white people are dirty <laughs> dirty peacocks. <laughs> like, we go around dirty peacocking you people. You guys are... Like, look how dirty... Like, I'm wearing gross flip-flops. I'm I wearing am. the
2: same the pants. The dirtier you are, the richer you are. <laughs> He is you, might, you look like you're rich as shit right now, Pete, by the way. I saw you down there. And I was like, Pete looks very rich. <laughs> Why? You just look. You had the same thing I had for you, the starstruck thing. It was it was <clears throat> just a level of like a slightly sweatiness, was like wrinkledness. Like, oh, man, he is. That's like 17, 18 million. <laughs> <laughs> you look like eighteen to like a very <laughs> broke person and a very
1: rich person.
2: When you know someone similar, when you know someone has <clears throat> a career and they look a little bit like disheveled, yeah, you're like, oh, they're they're doing well, right? He looks like he's doing really. It's well. It's the
1: Wozniak.
2: It is, yeah, it's Wozniak. It's
1: the, totally the Wozniak. Wozniak's wearing like a blues traveler vest. <laughs> Cargo shorts. Yes. And he has $18 trillion. Yes. That's I so
2: mean, funny. to a lesser extent, even though he was wealthy and he chose to go the sort of uniformed Zen way, mm. Jobs still cared about what he wore. Right. he came from nothing. Yeah. He came from nothing. And he still wanted to look nice. He had that Issey Miyake turtleneck that he had 200 of, of made. Yeah. That he wore every day, but he still cared. You know
1: what's funny? If you ask my father about my grandfather, mm-hmm. the first thing he'll tell you is that they were broke, mm-hmm. but he always dressed up. Like, he yes. al- never let anybody see him... Fake it till you make it. Faking it till you make it. Look Like, I don't know if he had a Cadillac or... But they couldn't afford that shit. It was real... Yeah. Poor people stuff. Yeah. And that and that becomes a value then. Would you say that's... I mean, it seems like that's, that's part of what's going on.
2: Well, um, I do think that, that... I think it starts there, and then I think at a certain point but it's not faking it no because you it.
1: could you have money you, 11 million people it's, it's a dollar per viewer
2: yes that's the rule <laughs> it's the international network rule but I feel like but you does, don't
1: it's the Chris Rock thing you couldn't wear sweatpants if, you, like dirty sweatpants if you want like I guess you I could I just could not get away with that I mean yeah.
2: there's black dudes now who do they're not my kind of black dudes you know what I'm saying but there's those dudes who are like hipstery and you know what I'm saying fucking put on a clog you know what I'm saying <laughs> Like, is that a clog and a flannel, man? Pull yourself together, dude. I remember when
1: we were writing together, you... I really do wear the same pants every day. I don't know... I think it's a scam. Changing your pants every day, you wear them until you're like... They start to kind of, like, get too
2: loose. Then you change them. That's when they start developing their own form of DNA. (laughs) They're about to go through the... uh (laughs) They start walking on their own. I don't. I don't take them off. I command them off.
1: And like a I know genie possessed uh, pant, they walk around the room. But I. I will. But wear you a would gene. always wear. You'd. You. You dressed up.
2: I will wear a jean multiple days.
1: Okay, I, in a row, in a row. This is so stupid. I will wear a jean
2: like multiple because I mean there is a point to a, a nice, dirty hinge to a jean that makes it look a little better. Sure. So I will wear. But I won't wear a khaki multiple days in a row.
1: Yeah. One okay. khaki, then you wash them?
2: Yeah, I mean, because sometimes... you. I go- wear the same pair of khakis that's all a, that's college. That's insane to me. <laughs> because when you go to the bathroom, sometimes the worst thing is like that extra little drip when yeah. you're done. And it's just like a small piece stain on your khaki. And that's what's happening. And, and there's the- no way around it. I've gotten that and tried to, like, wet my pants. Yeah. And, like, yeah. fucking things. But, I mean. I've got a full handprint. I'll
1: wet the whole handprint. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on there and be like, oh, I was trying to cool oh, my, my groin. God. <laughs> <laughs> just splashing. But the khaki is just the honest pant. There's piss all over these pants. <laughs> they're,
2: they're, they're full of piss. They're mostly piss.
1: piss. Is, I've done so many shakes. I've stood at a urinal, calmed and centered myself, and acted like I'm, the dick is in the pant. Relax. I've done a fake walk a few steps. I still put it in and something. Gotcha.
2: I I Googled it. I was so.
1: It's the Ashton Kutcher of the body, the penis. It's always pranking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to put a, you're supposed to like wipe it.
1: Yeah. Which, well, ladies be wiping. Ladies be wiping. I didn't mean to say I, that. But, I would have said that if the guests were white. I, I want you to know. I want you to know. I feel pretty strongly I would have done Cosby, and ladies be wiping is the only way to say that.
2: I feel like the fact that you had to say that you would have done it means yeah. that you would not have done it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're supposed to wipe, which I just feel like that in itself is a whole nother level yeah. of bathroom yeah. that I don't have. I'm not... There in the bathroom. What do you mean to wipe your wipe what? my peeping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. That's a certain level, and But it's disgusting.
1: To, there should be a you know those Dyson things you put both hands in and you. you should, they should have a cock shaped one.
2: Yes, you I mean put to walk just, to walk with your hand and your, your your penis and your dick to the to go get the t- t- tissue yeah, to wipe. Yeah, is yeah, just yeah, yeah. A, Could you imagine? Yeah. someone sees you walking. Yeah. to the toilet paper, <laughs> dude. I'm just going to wipe. What right. you never seen anybody wipe their dick before? Right. <laughs> You just put it back in there and let it Ashton Kutcher all over you? I think I try to do what you do. I yeah. do the shakes. The shake. I do, you know, I, and it... It, it doesn't it, work. Uh, no. Right. It,
1: it, well, the khaki it, the khaki is the good friend that tells you when your fly is down. Yes. So the khaki is the guy.
0: Yes.
2: He's like, you got pissed on oh, you. Yeah. You pissed on yourself.
0: Yeah, baby. yeah,
1: And any stain, any mustard. Like, I feel like you could get mustard on a dark jean.
2: And just make it part of the jean. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if it came like this or not. <laughs> These are very expensive jeans. Look at that. These fans that Look like they're fucking destroyed. Yeah, I like it.
1: Um, it's, it's the Supreme uh, philosophy. Supreme is like the three hundred dollar t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, but that's not a that's not known as a hip hopper. Yeah, hell yeah, it is, is it?
2: They do like collabs with like Nike and like have people wrap around the corner. Some of my most expensive tennis shoes are Supremes.
1: Is that right? Oh yeah, they make shoes. They do. They do shoes. Yeah. Oh, I thought they just did hats and stickers. No, they
2: do. They have like a pair of Supreme one um, eighties that are incredible incredible yeah Man, it's a pair of supreme blazers that are the best anybody who collects shoes would be like those are the shoe really they're incredible I'm so, like, what, what as, 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 as i'm saying it i'm like i want to get there right now are you gonna show me this shoe oh yeah they're incredible
1: well let's talk about what's changed between one and two you were already on the puck. yes and since then you've launched a very successful show um is this yes. and how are w- your... we
2: talking about it at all then
1: i mean we might have do you remember i don't know <laughs> I don't know about this shoe. It's not for you. It's a it's a Nike shoe. It's a Nike. But they it's a Supreme Nike. Yeah. Yeah, I know what's going on here. Aren't these Air Force Ones?
2: Let me see. They probably make an Air Force One, too. Nope. Those are Blazers.
1: Oh. When you said Blazer, I thought you meant, like, a, a fancy coat. <laughs> I really did. Like, I literally want these. So I've tried that thing before. Like, I've done the thing... I own quite a few of these. Maybe we did talk about this last time, too. Like, I own Agassiz. You own Agassiz mm-hmm. too.
2: Love the Agassiz. The
1: Agassiz. Because I... I That's a
2: comfortable I, shoe. It's a comfortable shoe,
1: indeed. It's a tennis shoe. It's mm-hmm. cushy. It's mm-hmm. very cushy on the... It's, like, obese on the inside. Yeah, it's very nice. It's, a, it's, like, a fat shoe. I love it. And uh, I remember when I was writing on a uh, hey, My Teenage Daughter with you, that was when I first started being like, okay, you're making okay, you're making good money. Like, you're making good money. And then I was like, what do single men do with money? And then I tried shoes. I got an Agassi, and then I've never worn them.
2: And then you went, you know what else they do? $500 windbreakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone wants. Oh, my wants. God. $500 Patagonia A light jacket. A light jacket.
1: I forgot about light jacket. A light
2: jacket. Well, that was a weird tie, and then that stuff
1: just doesn't do it for me. Just
2: doesn't know what to spend your money on. You're just like... I don't...
1: Yeah. What do I want here? I don't want cars. No. I bought a house. Cop jacket. Like a house <laughs> This is it. This is oh I don't have no. it. No. I have oh. the same light jacket. I love your house.
2: Your house is dope.
1: <laughs> well that that was a good purchase. That also, was like it was like you're there all the time. Buy a house.
2: Buy a house. That was a really good purchase. That, thank you. It's really good really good too.
1: Well tell me about your life since The last time you were on You got the show I wonder how much You're going to talk about Your personal life Because your personal life Is interesting as hell But that's up to you My
2: life is so amazing
1: dude It's just (laughs) so good (laughs) It's
2: just so good
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah.
2: But Um, you also have Weird twists and turns I have I have a life That everybody has It's so crazy Like it's just Life just keeps being life Yeah With all the good You know what I'm saying Yeah What do they say The sweet's not as sweet Without the sour Yeah I don't know if that's true (laughs) I think I can taste something sweet and be like, this is amazing. This is fucking amazing. I don't need someone to tell me sell me the sour. I'm like, no, I'm good. I get this. <laughs> it's setting off my taste buds. I understand yeah. Yeah, it without yeah, yeah. the context. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah sure.
1: A cinnamon is fine. You don't have to go and bite into a lime afterwards no, I'm to good. be like, that cinnamon was amazing.
2: Um, I didn't know until I bit this. But
1: you have sweet and sour. You're um, like I a good Chinese sour. soup.
2: I have sweet and sour. I have, right now I'm solo. like you know, reveling in the suite. Mm. Um, I got, so I don't know when was I here? Two years? Right before the show came on? Yeah. Um, so the show came on. Um, what show are we talking about? Blackish. Your show. My show. Um, my show came on. It's a fun feeling when we're not sure which show. Yes. Right? We both have had a
0: show. <laughs> yes. That's a
1: fun moment. Yes. <laughs> do you, which show do you mean?
2: Hold uh, on. You And you came and did my uh, uh, internet show
1: yeah what we got next yeah, We're yeah, yeah. hilarious on oh it. thanks man um, i made a rookie mistake on that show what'd you do well i remember now i know what coverage is mm-hmm. and i didn't know what coverage was at the Interesting. time and coverage is when the cameras are pointing at you that's where you can go and when they were pointing at the other guys getting like base reaction scripted normal just like whoa just you know the know script crazy, though it helped us though it did it did because then I was improvising not on my coverage. And I remember, what is the name of the um, guy from The Comeback who was on your show? From the, oh, Lance. Lance. <laughs> and Lance literally said to me, he was like, dude, save it for your coverage. Because I was having hey, like... Hey, buddy, <laughs> the camera's not
2: on you. This, <laughs> fucking, guy. this fucking guy right here. <laughs>
1: well, it's true. Then you have to do it all again. But well, you're saying it helped? It does. I'm a
2: big fan of that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like when you burn all your improv- improvs. But I, I'm a big fan of like... Because sometimes the camera will just get reference of you yeah, in the background, and we can then cut to your yeah. coverage. Yeah, And if you're doing something that has reference for that camera angle, when I cut to your coverage, it actually works better. Right. Then all of a sudden, you're on. Right. Because people, it's like... People use their... You're talking... I'm in the edit right now for Crashing,
1: the HBO show. Yeah. And we're dealing with that exact thing. If someone's giving a big performance and they're using their hands and they're throwing their napkin or whatever it might be... I gotta match that. And, and then it cut, we cut to them and you're sitting
2: perfectly still. It's stumped. like, fuck, I can't use this. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Or I either can just call it a bye and make people say, fuck it, I need this thing. Yeah. Or, but yeah, it's... I always like basketball analogies, like run without the ball. And uh-huh. In basketball, If you don't, if you're not the guy if you don't have the ball, you're supposed to keep moving. Yeah. And, like, really good basketball players do that. Like, and I think yeah. the same thing with actors. Like, you have to run without the ball. You have to understand, like you said, understand your coverage and know when to use it. But at the same time, like, are you going to be in reference? Or is this going to be possibly used? Right, you know I'm saying? Is right. There, something, stay with stay in the game. I'm shocked at how
1: much of acting is uh, being good at technical things, like basics, silly things, like uh, continuity, pick up the thing with the same locking hand. Locking in. The, locking in. But no one, I mean, I've been acting for a long time in and sketches and stuff, and, and, and you know, now on the HBO show, no one ever explained that. You just kind of figure it out. So to all the actors out there, the directors and the editors and the producers will all love you if you can commit so really the first time you're doing the scene you're kind of laying And you have to be careful the with pipe your business. for what you're gonna do <laughs> yeah, the like, rest of the so scene.
2: You have to say set the cup down w my out. Yeah, put my elbow. That's right. Set the cup down. Wipe my mouth. Put my elbow. Well, when Set I was watching down,
1: Blackish down. this morning, I was like looking <laughs> at continuity and looking at things, and there are little th- things that you like when the kid gets in the shower with his dad. Mm-hmm. Like I it felt like there was like an ADR sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, this is so long ago for yeah. you, I'm sure, but you like I don't remember. But yeah.
2: looked perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it
1: didn't even sound like ADR. It was just like you could tell his mouth wasn't mm-hmm. quite right, but mm-hmm. you only see it for half a second. That's
2: producing, though. I do also. That's the part that I've learned. Is that right? More than anything, that's what a good producer is. It's like beyond, like, we get caught up in the joke, you know what I'm saying? Or sweeping shot in, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But, like, it all has to sort of come together and make this jambalaya, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all these different parts, and if it's done right and seasoned right, you have this amazing yeah. d- deal, you know, uh, meal at the end of it, but sometimes it comes out and you're like, this wasn't as quite as good as the last one. Right. You see that with certain episodes you're doing. right? You're like, everything didn't come together quite, I didn't put any paprika in this one. And then what
1: you do is, you make, <clears throat> you'll I think one of the choices people can make is to make the scene shorter. It's like you can't like just lose the the scene. But sometimes you don't.
2: You hate doing. You hate having to do that. Of
1: course, of course. It's the
2: thing I love about Netflix. Yeah, never have to do that.
1: Well, I mean, if the scene isn't doing what you want it to do, you make it shorter because you don't want it to be. Sure, but you're saying, yeah, not for time.
2: Do you guys have time?
1: We do. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your time? I think. Well, it's kind of in contention right now, but I think it's around twenty-eight. Fuck. Yeah. That's so long. I know. I was watching your show. And I paused it, and there were 14 minutes left, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
2: that was crazy.
1: Because so nice. when you watch it without commercials, because I – That's know, another
2: – that's almost a whole another act of your show.
1: I know. And you had, like, a proper A and B and everything's going on. It was, it was impressive. It's And it
2: didn't feel rushed. It's interesting. It's hard, though, but I do feel like it is, it is a tool that I am quickly learning to, to use really well.
1: Yeah. You mean the pro- producing side You're of Making
2: things? TV. I'm I'm trying to get more into the making film part of it, but the making TV part, I'm getting starting to understand it. That's the part that's very
1: interesting to me, especially if I considered like in the future, uh, branching out into directing. Every actor does that, but Mm -hmm. I, I, because it's so personal to me, I'm like, that would be something, of course, I'd be interested in learning how to do. And you're like, how do you shoot it?
2: But you're in the edit room, right?
1: I'm in the edit room, yeah.
2: uh, And you're. You're basically on the floor, even though you have directors, you're basically on the floor producing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I am, yeah, for and sure. And you're starring in it. Yeah. So I kind of feel like you're making TV, and you're seeing the mistakes and the, chi- the triumphs that you have in that edit bay. Yeah. You cannot hide from that.
1: It's a good feeling when something <laughs> clicks. Yeah. If you get a laugh in the edit bay, like everyone's laughing, it's such a good feeling when, when you find the right look or something. This is the other thing that I don't think people necessarily know, is how much of it is built in the edit. It's some look oh, it's that the guy gave his co actor, and it was before they called action. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, but we steal it because it looks good. And then you put it in the key moment, and it makes the scene work. But if you were there on the day, they never pause thoughtfully there. Mm-hmm. We did this really interesting thing where we shot the scene. And I was like, I really wish we had a shot of, of me just sitting in the green room alone, mm-hmm. looking sad. But we didn't shoot it. And I was just like, fuck. Then we found it. Like, they're wiping things yeah. out. They're making it. It's just like these amazing editors that have are you like,
2: seen we sp- can do that. the
1: splits that they can do? I, well, that's kind of what he did. He split the screen and, and wiped someone out. Is that yes. what you mean?
2: Yes. Or he can take two different takes. Which This saves me so often. Is that right? <laughs> saves me so much. So, <clears throat> say you're, and tell your editor, say you're talking, they have this, and we're talking, whatever. Yeah. They can split a take. Yeah, and take me out of it and put me back in because the camera you know with what a different one, with a different take, and make it seem like we're having even though it's a two shot. Yeah, make it seem like we're having that. Kind, so that you're g-
1: using two simultaneous, two takes. simultaneous
2: takes. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. The
1: people that would come onto our show, we're shooting on film. Uh, you shooting on film? We shot on film.
2: Oh wow! So
1: that would make people nervous. Wow, film. It's like it's an. 11. Why did
2: you choose to do that?
1: We wanted it to look cinematic. We wanted oh, to look wow. like a movie. wow. We
2: that's wanted dope. the whole
1: thing to feel like a that's movie. That's dope. So, uh, yeah, Judd was like, we got to shoot on film, and we got to shoot on film, because that's, I always go, that's <laughs> the power of Judd. I know. <laughs> I know. So we got to do
2: that, which is amazing. Someone at the Kodak company was just sleeping.
1: <laughs> what, 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 who's there? <laughs> Scorsese? <laughs> yes. No. Vinyl was on digital. Was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they got that new film. Filter or whatever. But there's something else going on that's interesting with film. I know we're talking a lot about me. We'll, yeah. we'll move it on. No. But it's an 11 minute mag. So it becomes this game. Like you gotta the, stop. the magazine is 11 minutes. So it gives this like urgency and a little bit of reverence that you don't have. Digital Jesus just thinks. like, take your dick out and whatever it is and who cares and keep rolling and all this stuff. This is like when it's rolling, you're kind of entering the cathedral of cinema. And you kind of, not to say that we didn't fuck around sometimes, obviously we did and i really mean just fuck around not even riffing just like you're wasting light the time
2: shit out of it too
1: there's a lot of lighting and there's a lot of that stuff you know, we didn't do that often by the way the, the fucking around but we were having fun but there is a reverence and then you get a sense you get a sixth sense for like how much time is left on the mag And sometimes you have to rush through the scene to get it and that gives you a different performance just makes it a little bit more lively i would like to do that That's a
2: good, that might be something i try
1: it's fun it's a
2: fun <sighs> one it might be something that t- takes the budget through the roof and I,
1: I've been told different things. Somebody was like, "It's not as expensive as you think." That's oh, really? What I've heard. Okay. That they're like, it used to be crazier. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't look at the interesting.
2: Probably fucks um, with dailies and stuff, though.
1: Dailies is watching the shots from the day. Dailies.
2: Dailies is watching the shots <laughs> of the day. <laughs> How do you afford all? How that? do you afford all this? So,
1: <laughs> get me get get into your life. That, this is all my life. It's interesting producing a show. You're doing something similar. You wrote it. This is clearly about you. Clearly
2: about me. It's you. Clearly and Anthony me. Anderson's
1: doing a pretty good you impression. And he's doing a great. He's doing him too. He's doing him too for sure. But there
2: is that sort of like I had. It's they, it's we're brothers from another. Like honestly, like yeah. I got. Like I, I honestly feel like he is not at all like me, but exactly like me. You know what I'm saying? And, vi- and vice versa. Yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 Um, we both. You know, we were going through stuff in our marriages when the show started. I broke up when the show started and was going most of the first season, then we got back together and that was a whole thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? just like seeing, And he was doing that too. Yeah. And you know And that'll he, bond you. It will bond us and he's going I love his wife and you know they're going through their thing and and um I love his family and you know, he's close with my family and you know, it's just seeing your family up or seeing yourself up on television, seeing a family up on your television, see yourself doing things. It, I think it caused a lot of stuff with our own families. I think it caused us in a good way. Mm. I think it was cathartic, you know what I'm saying, in a way. Oh,
1: talk about catharsis. <coughs> like, yeah. I'm reenacting, you know, it's loosely based on my real life. I, that's true. Everything's been changed, but it's still working out Have you talked feelings. to him? My ex-wife? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I haven't talked.
2: <laughs> so not that much catharsis.
1: <laughs> well, it, yeah, I guess it, it, not doesn't, enough to... it, it doesn't have that level of catharsis where I'm like, and now, I, but I am healed. I've been healed about that for a long time, and I have no, no I will towards her. I know, Pete. You know. And, <laughs> and the show, her character is probably the most different. Like, that has been changed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with creative reasons and also because we don't want it to be a show like that. It's not. That's right. not what it's about.
2: And because you like money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be sweaty and flip flops at a comic book store money. But
2: uh what was I saying? Oh the like, catharsis Like those shoes are they would not sell those to a black guy. Sure they would. They would not it'd be like, dude, what do you what? These have flavor. Are you about to go fucking <laughs> do a school shooting? <laughs> if you see a black guy in split toe sandals, oh my God. call the police. <laughs> Shit is about to happen immediately. <laughs> dude, there's this black dude in split toe sandals. <laughs> I don't... I'm just leaving. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But there's But there's
1: catharsis watching... Like, I'll talk about things that we did with the characters who were inspired by my parents, obviously. Yes. And I'm watching that. I'm like, this is a psychological fuck. Right. Like, some of the times right. I actually have to leave. It's too close to the bone. I'll be like, I just need five minutes. Really? Like, a, a splash of cold water on your face sort of thing. But didn't you write them all? Yeah, I wrote it. The whole thing was very... Blood on every page. That's that's what Burbigley and I talk about. It's like there's there's something true, emotionally true in everything, and that can be fun. And comedy can be silly and fun. But then there's other times where you're like, oh yeah, we're showing vulnerable. It's very vulnerable to be like, this is what my family is kind of like, and yeah. this is what you know I'm kind of like as a husband. Like it's embarrassing.
2: And this calls this in me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's crazy. Right.
2: We went to. I took my whole. Well, I didn't take my whole staff before they decided, I did not pay for tickets. But we all went to go see don't think twice last night yeah again i had saw it before right and i come outside and this girl Lindsay shockley who's an amazing writer is crying yeah and she goes that's my life yeah 14 to 29 that was my life i'm jack i know i'm the one who got to you know and it just was like it was it was amazing
1: that's why he texted berbiglia i go oh my god i'm jack it's crazy yeah it was amazing it's an amazing movie it's an amazing movie. That was the last episode was Berbiglia. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're the one after it. So I'm happy to keep plugging it. I really want people to go see it, which is amazing. You're great in it. Well, thank you. Huh. Is it- I killed it. <laughs> Absolutely killed it. <laughs> that part, doing that little cameo... Was as hard as anything that we did for for my show. Like, it was, like, weird. I had to pretend to be on the phone. <laughs> it's so Killed it. It's so Absolutely awkward. Absolutely
2: killed it. Yeah. You know, whenever you hear that, you know it's that dude didn't kill it. No. That's the crazy part. I think he did kill it. You think he did kill I it? I think he did kill it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he did kill it. Didn't I get the job?
1: It's so funny because we were doing, I, I did a and a for Mike and we were talking about those characters mm-hmm. and it's like, where do you think they are? And did I tell you, like, like uh, Keegan, I wasn't in this one, but apparently Keegan was like, I don't know, maybe like later they all get uh, Weekend Live. And I was like, no, they don't.
2: No, this not like, happened.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Just, <laughs> I was like, Cade and Chris's uh, submission was clearly awful. Was clearly awful. Everyone knows that. But the story is told so elegantly that it's not. It doesn't make it obvious. It's just. You remember the John Wilkes Booth this ghost sort of thing, and you're like, I know these people that like want to. And you
2: s- understood why the girl who got it. Yeah, you understood why she got it. It made sense. Right. It was like just in her demeanor and her experiences, and she was going through therapy. And yeah, she probably had a little bit more of the layer and depth that's needed. Yeah, to really be a writer. You yeah, know yeah, saying? yeah. And that, you know, she was probably not. Enough to really be the performer she needed to be. Right. But the place in that... I I just got it in a big way. (laughs) Did you relate to it, too? One million percent. See, that's the weird thing, is everybody leaves
1: and thinks that that movie was about them. I I know But it can't be about all of them.
2: But, I mean, that's... (laughs) I believe that universality is through the specificity. It's like one of my keys to sort of creativity you know what I'm you mean the more specific you are the more universal you are? you are and i think that sometimes people try to pander and they're like well this and that and that's a qu- our networks are always trying to get you to do that and studio execs trying to get you to say well the women will want to see tell your specific story mm-hmm. and always use like music for example music is a good barometer of what's going on in society i remember there were kids who from idaho never seen a Cripper blood and snoop came out and they're like, I don't know what a Cripple blood is, but that dude seems real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? His honesty and the specificity of who I he was. I see what you're
1: saying. Like, they didn't know these groups.
2: <laughs> no. But they knew. But they were like. They know something about him felt real. Right. And subsequently, because they, he feels real, they they found something to relate to within him. Right. They heard his raps and they were like, there's something that I can understand about that. Yeah. And you don't have to li- really be creeping through the hood to, to get it. You understand the metaphor for you
1: it's kind of like writing what you know right absolutely
2: and it, but everything is a
1: metaphor and you can watch a family even your show you know what i'm saying why am i watching it i am not a rich black man mm-hmm. with how many children three
2: i'm well, gonna have their fifth
1: fifth yeah well, so are you i have six six yeah i knew that but you're about to have a new we well, get to that yeah. but you know i can relate to that even though <laughs> I feel like a network, a bad network note would be like, "This isn't relatable to white people"
2: or whatever. I think that there were moments that that might have come up. Really, you know what I'm saying? Um, ABC has been surprisingly, really, really, really supportive mm-hmm. of sort of letting us do the show, and pretty early on, it caught on, so we didn't have to go through two minutes. But there were some some notes that I felt were fucking nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what are they? Uh, they wanted the family, love them to death. Well, name will name will stay out. You know who you are. You're my guy, though. <laughs> they wanted the family to be moving in, and to into. And oh, I see. They wanted the family to be moving into the neighborhood.
1: I completely <laughs> understand that note because it starts to spoon feed what's happening in the show. Yes, they there's want- one line in the pilot about like, look, we we're not going to be the only black family in this neighborhood with a with a brown lawn. Yes, right. And, <laughs> right. and right there, you're kind of like, all right.
2: It was never like. That's not the pilot out. that you saw. Yeah, it was. No. Because that, that joke, and you said him getting in the shower. With the N-word. The, that wasn't the pilot. Well,
1: that's the first one. Is that the first of two? Of it, season two?
2: It might have been the first of season. Yeah. In second second season number one. 201. Is
1: first season not on iTunes?
2: No, because that's what it is. we're trying to get a check
1: for it. That's, well, that's what it is. I watched the first one that yeah. was available. Yeah. It was so good, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I watched it at 9 this morning, and I was laughing oh, out thanks, loud man. alone. That's thanks, great. Man.
2: Thanks. And it was so you. Thanks, man. It was so
1: you. Thanks, man. When he's hungry. And then I was like, that's the shit. <laughs> that's the universal specific. It is, man. Dad, you need to eat. Dad's losing his mind. Dad, you need to eat. And he's not listening. And then he's like, you know what? I will eat. I'm going to eat a tangerine or some turkey breast. So funny. <laughs> so your sense of humor. Like, I felt you in all of it. I oh, know thanks, you probably man. have wonderful writers. But I was really, really impressed. You know when you watch your friends thing. No, and You're absolutely. a little bit worried. You're like, absolutely. what if it's going to be? You hear it's like ABC or, or any of the networks. You worry that you're going to start taking those notes. So they told you... Had them moving in.
2: Had them move in. Yeah. Um, they were another one. Who was like, how do they have such a big house? Did he invent something? <laughs> was that like, was what they said. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <saying?" laughs>
1: Did he invent something? I it's was the like, Chris Rock bit man. It's a Chris Rock bit where he goes, M- uh, my neighbor is a yeah. dentist, right. and my other neighbor
2: is a pediatrician. I'm a mega celebrity. The only other black people are Jay Z, Mary <laughs> That's it. J. Blige. That's it me, and then the dentist. He didn't create the filling
0: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a dentist. Yeah.
1: Crazy. It's another great Chris Rock. Uh, it's actually kind of, I don't know if it's great. It's a little bit mean. But he says, do you think if I was as funny as Jay Moore, I would have been on SNL? That was like, I don't know why he called out Jay. He was on SNL, though. No, I know. Jay, and he was saying you, a black person has to be funnier. Funnier, Got More, it. more talented. It. I don't I, I happen to love Jay, but uh, that's the quote.
2: It's hard to say that. I mean, I mean, I take shots. Anyway, yes, <laughs> I get it. I mean, he's fantastic. I do think that, I think funny is one of the few things that we do get a fair shot at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think that black comedy in this country has been, is very much so like respe- people are, respected. I we, think that when you bring up the greats, yeah. you can't, you're just a flaming fucking buffoonish racist. Yeah, You know, if Richard Pryor and right. Eddie Murphy and you know Red Fox and you know those, and you know don't, don't Chris Rock don't come into your right. to your mind you can, along with the Lane Bruces and the Bob Newhart's and the it's kind of like Starfield and like Carlos
1: yes Dove Davidov has a great joke in one of our pilots about racist sports fans mm-hmm. he's like I hate black people except these five guys <laughs> which is which is a really great <laughs> bit it's really really funny. And uh, there, there's something going on there it with comedy, too. It's like, I think what, are you, what are you we,
2: fucking stupid? I think, but it's interesting. Stand-up comedy, I think we get a a little bit of a pass on. And if we don't get a pass, there's enough of our own lane and our own theaters that those comics can go make a great living. You know what I'm saying? And, and be fine. Right. I don't think we get necessarily that pass in the written form. You know what I'm saying? I still think it's considered, for the most part if they're black people and it's a black movie and people don't, you know what I'm saying, like don't right. cross over, I think I've had to deal with that a lot with my show. You know well, you can, you can feel that. This
1: is one of the, you and I, when, yeah. when we talk off mic, we always kind of, I like having you, you keep me in check yeah. with these weird thoughts that I have. Yeah. And one of the weird thoughts that I'll have is you'll see like a, a Tyler Perry movie and like they'll do something that is just, and I haven't seen these movies, by the yeah. way, they'll do something that we kind what? of stop no. I haven't seen them. No, really? Are they good? You mean
2: you haven't seen them? Come on. Um, I'm Meda? Not, uh, <laughs> Meda? Meda. Medea. Meda. 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 <laughs> I haven't the, seen them. That's the Persian Medea. Meda. <laughs> Meda.
1: <laughs> but, like, they'll do something that I uh, consider, like, it'll it'll be like he had a movie like uh, called good deeds
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it, and then you knew when you saw the title that his name was deeds
0: <laughs> cuz it's
1: almost like we were do what what white movies this is i feel so uncomfortable saying this we're doing in the 90s goodwill hunting mm-hmm. it's like these movies were catching up to like what we used to do does that make any sense sort of i feel like it is not that, not to say that white movies don't do that corny no, stuff too I, I, I'm
2: gonna be very honest, there's a lot more bad white movies than there are black ones, you yeah. know what I'm saying I think that's one of the things that's interesting to me. It's just that there's we ours are put more to the sort of fire because there's so few, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and I think that there for me personally, I think that that is a little bit of the sort of like head scratching and like I get a little bit like. the fuck, man? Like, I just went to TCA's and I started crying on stage because this guy asked me about diversity. And I was just like, you know... Yeah, tell that story. The headlines were, this guy, we were having a great panel. First of all, what is that? TCA's is the Television Critics Association. Uh It's like, uh, and they just, you know, all the television critics come and they hear, uh, they do panels with all the shows. Certain shows get bigger panels and all this. We had some Emmy nominations this year. We had a good year last year. So they were like, you know, having we were the last panel of the of the ABC day mm-hmm. and everyone's pumped. You know what I'm saying? We're like happy. We're going into our, you know, 50th episode and all this type of shit. And, um, this dude was like, brings up the notion of Donald Trump tweeted that the show's title was racist. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, he was like, a, you know, he brings all this stuff up and he, were, people were worried the black audience were with black artists. were going to s- accept it. And in this time of diversity, I just want to know which, what percentage of your audience is black. And I just lost it. Hmm. And I just was like, why? What did it feel like when the question came out? What was every Lawrence was like, Lawrence Fishburne was like, that is an odd question. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like in the middle of like a jubilant celebration. Right. Like, you know. This was a victory lap. Yes. And someone just brings up Pete. I recall that there was a story about you grabbing a woman's boob. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're like, why are you bringing this up? And it was not that this wasn't even a, it was for me, the idea of talking about consistently I am very 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 happy to be part of a diverse population and being one of the people in front of that but consistently having to talk about that now going into our third season mm-hmm. so now I've been talking about it for 4 years cuz you start talking about it a year before the show <laughs> it feels like it clouds the narrative of what really we're there for and it's this show we're there to talk about this is a good show, hopefully, and people like it. And these are great actors and people are responding, re- referencing it. And you want to know what percentage of black viewers are, you're, are watching it because you want to say that the show is basically just being watched by black people. You know, that's what, they, what we want us to say. Wait, start. that's what you thought he meant? I'm, I'm positive that's what he meant. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to –
1: that's so interesting. I thought he was trying to say this show is for white people. No, he was not. He wasn't Even saying – Even
2: if he was. Either way. Well,
1: tell me what you thought he said because I, I think bet he you're was, right. I think he was <laughs> trying to
2: say – is it like a black people don't matter as much? Black viewers. I do, I do think that I've worked on I Zenith worked on,
1: Television. It's a I, Mad Men I, reference.
2: I, I, that's hilarious. That they were like
1: there. black people buy Zenith Television, and they were like, you should lean into this and advertise to black people. And they're like, we do not want to <laughs> be that type of brand. That's
2: hilarious. They're like, you already are that type of brand, so you should, you know. That's the Tommy Hilfiger thing. That's exactly it. Um, no, I think I don't. I think that he was trying to. <laughs> just create some form of algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Some for, form of metric to sort of demean the show in some aspects. Whatever, whatever. You're a big success and he's saying, yeah, but you're a black success? Right. I worked on a show called The Game and The Game was... A all, drama,
1: a comedy. It was, it was
2: everything. It's all, it's, it's all in The Game. It's all in The Game. Stupid joke. Ring the
1: bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> Sorry, that was the stupidest joke it, I've ever made. It
2: went from UPN to CW to eventually BET. But when it went to BET... It broke and it still might have it, all the cable records. Really? You know I'm saying, I think it was the most watched uh, comedy in cable history. You know what I'm saying? that, that When it debuted. And, really? And I would go into meetings. This is me calling Medea Madea. Mad, Mad, M- uh, uh, like uh, I just
1: made up. <laughs> like I just haven't heard of the game.
2: Um, and so I would go into meetings with executives. And they'd say, which show are you on them again? like, I've never seen that. And I'm like, which show is that? And I'm like, you know, the show that just broke every fucking record. Yeah. But Girls, they get 700,000 viewers, is this amazing genre-bending success. If I got 700,000 viewers... You'd be canceled. I'd be canceled the next day. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. next fucking day. And I kind of feel like I do think that there is this qualitative, quantitative, you know, off-ramp that people sort of take that says... If some if black viewers are watching something, it's not as it doesn't count. It's not, it doesn't count those viewers. That's and I'm like so interesting, and it's interesting. But because you told
1: a, me this story when we had
2: dinner, and I just assumed he was saying you're a hit, but you've sold out your community. I I, I don't think he was. I, I think <laughs> I don't think he was saying that. Even if he was saying that, what the fuck? No, it's not true. That's right. not true either. Right. You know I'm saying you why, get
1: angry again because of how I'm interpreting.
2: No, that. <laughs> no, maybe I'm you just was gonna, no, I'm, I'm just not kidding. angry. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, why do we have to talk about black and white everything? Yeah. You know I'm saying like. We led that charge and we're still leading that charge. Chris Rock has a great joke. He says white people need to stop asking black people what we need what we need to do about race relations. Mm. I can't do shit. <laughs> like we don't need to do anything. That's great. You know what I'm saying? That's not my question. You know what I'm saying? Go ask the other people. Like there's nothing I need to do about it. You know right, what I'm saying? Or, or, like, or, 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 right. That's not my the question, that's not a question to have with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I you don't need to, I'm doing diversity. I am diversity. You don't have to talk about diversity to me. Don't right. talk about diversity to Les Met Moon You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I'm not the person to talk about diversity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That I don't not against it and I'm I'm not, not only against it. I'm completely believe it's important and it makes television better, not just because it gives opportunities, it gives you a better realer slice of what life is. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With that being said, I don't want to continue to have every single conversation.:
1: I guess what you're saying is nobody would ask, if you were friends, nobody would say, what percentage of your viewers?: Well that's
2: what Tracy Ross asked, Are young 20 year
1: old guys living in lofts. That's
2: what Tracy Ross. she said, do you ask any predominantly white shows this? The yeah. guy was like, "Not really," you know. what I'm saying, like, yeah. And so I think that there's a. Well, what did you say on the day? I just was like, basically like that. Like, I'm I'm, I'm this. This is clouding the narrative. But what? What? I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said I literally was like, get this is you cool. emotional no, again. I said like, this is clouding. What the made again. you
1: emotional in that moment?
2: Because I felt like this has been my life's journey. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying I'm 42 years old. I am, you know, I, I just was turning 42 years old. I think it might have been my. Anyway, I was just turning 42 years old. I have gone through this crazy up and down with my family. I just had a baby that was, you know, two two months premature. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm tired. It's the end of the week. And all I wanted to do was to say, thank everybody for this opportunity. Right? You know what I'm saying? That I never thought could happen. I've gotten this amazing chance amazing thing and these amazing actors and we've put together that jambalaya we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It comes together more often than not. You know, mm-hmm. same tasting tasting right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sort of like, ah, for once... Can I not be the black guy?
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
2: I'm saying? I'm always going to be a black man as soon as I walk in the door. But for once, can this not be about that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? The show is called Blackish. I'm not in any way, shape, or form running from what we are. But for once, can it not be about just that? Nobody it- asked the
1: makers of Taxi how many of your viewers are, are taxi drivers. Yes. Right. For once, can it be about. <laughs> Seriously. I could- because it's that subtle thing of white is normal. And you're right. I mean, it's like it kind of
2: makes us feel. Makes me feel like, look at those guys, and look at these, look at these monkeys on stage. They can just, oh, they're just like us, right? Oh my God, look, watch how he, watch how he, he, he set up, just like we set up. Yeah. You know, oh my God, he's speaking just like us, and it's like sometime I just want to get to a place where we do the work good enough. And I think that's the thing, too. I think that there are a lot of examples where the work has not been done good enough. And it mm-hmm. sets, unfortunately, that's why I brought up the point of like there's way more bad white movies than our black ones. I know. But when we get a bad opportunity... That was interesting. When we get a bad, take a bad shot, we take so, so many fewer shots, it makes our shot look really way more fucked up. Right. But sometimes we take good shots. You know what I'm saying? When we take good shots, can we t- talk about our shot? Right. Can we talk about what we're doing? Can it not just be about just...
1: Look, a black guy took a shot.
2: Yeah, get. I mean, let's not. I'm never going to run from who I am, but let's get beyond that. Are you funny? Isn't
1: it? It's the people throw this around, but I th- happen to think it's true. The, the subtle racism of lower expectations, right? Yes, 100. You're
2: Just like, and, oh wow, he did it. And, and the subtle it's
1: Chappelle's white guy voice. He did
2: it. And the subtle expectations. <laughs> the subtle racism of of surprise when higher ex, when when your ex, expectations are exceeded. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't tell you how many people, best meaning people. Will come to me. I'm in this crazy place where you know this already for yourself. People are starting to recognize me, mm-hmm. which is totally bizarre for me. But people will come to me and say a lot of times they're white. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times they're others. But sometimes they're black, whatever. But the people aren't black, sometimes they'll come to me and I'll be in like Kentucky. You know, someone will come to me like, hey, Kenya. You know, I watched your show. It is really good. Like, really good. Like, like so like, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like, it is they are not in any way, shape, or form meaning anything. They're just like, it is a... I mean, I really liked it. And I'm like, okay. Thank, I mean, I'm like, obviously, like, thank you very graciously. But in my mind, they don't know they're saying, like... I mean... Good for you, black guy. Yeah. You did a, a sure regular show. Right, right, right. I right. mean, it's just like us. Right. It's like the words in the mouth synced up. <laughs> and the colors were there. And like, I laughed out loud when I was supposed to. And I, it, it, it had commercials. Uh, you guys knew when the commercials
1: were coming. Like, it was always at a good point. Wasn't it the, wasn't it the middle of the scene?
2: <laughs> and it's just, it's, and they're not meaning anything, but I just feel like it's so interesting to me. Well, did, is it you that, No,
1: oh God, it might not be you. That would be weird. The magical, they don't Negro. The magical Negro. Yeah, that's syndrome.
2: that's like the help or something like that. When yeah. it's just like the wise. The magic.
1: That's what it is. That's yeah. what
2: it is. Yeah, uh, driving Miss Daisy the help. Yeah, we don't we don't have that shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you mean on the show? <laughs> we don't no, I that. didn't mean that. I was like this this enchantment that uh, white people can tend to have towards the man. That's what I was misremembering. That's like the Oprah
2: effect and things like that. The Oprah like effect. You know what I'm saying, they just want to just nuzzle in her bosom you know what I'm saying but I, at the same time she did amazing things yeah but I do feel like sometime it becomes like the black friend yeah you know what I'm saying Yeah. and it's so interesting the black friend is a fucking interesting fucking paradox in the world you know what, what, I'm saying? what do
1: you mean um, what does that mean in life
2: it's just or a, on ver- a show? like in general it's just such a real thing and at the same thing such a such a made up magical thing that become has become real because there's um loved Keegan in uh, Don't Think Twice. Mm-hmm. think he was like a star turn for him. Like, mm-hmm. on, like, honestly, we looked and I was like, dude can be like an Academy Award-nominated actor. I know, it was amazing. But he was the black friend, and that's, that made sense for that world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what I actually liked about it, because that man, they, they called reference to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he, was, he wasn't like the white guy, trying, black guy trying to be white or whatever. He was, but that is such a thing, especially in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Because you will, there's not a lot of us and so we'll all be together, and then we're like, okay, let's go off to our white friend circles, and, we'll, and all five of us will go to our white fr- each, our five different white friend circles, and we're the black guy. And like
1: There were five black guys, and then you split off. I'm saying, like, five. that's an example. Like, yeah, we're sure.
2: all, you know what I'm saying, at, I don't know, fucking playing basketball or at Roscoe's, you know what I'm saying, being black guys, and then it's like, oh, dude, let's go and
1: you got to clock in with your white guys. Let's group. go live our life,
2: you know what I'm saying, and your, and your life in this, this shit has to, a lot of times, ends up being... You're around your white friends because they're the ones who are working and doing the things that you do and seeing the things that you see and like you know and so it's a very interesting sort of thing in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't necessarily know that that translates past co- the coastal cities. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think that it's it's a very interesting thing. I think and the thing for me is why I appreciate Keegan Keegan in that movie is I'm never the white black guy in the friendship. You know what I'm saying? I'm I, if I'm I'm always me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that there is once we get past that we have a you know me and my friends have a really interesting friendship, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't I don't back down from that. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. back down calling white shit when I see see it or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable to make you comfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what a lot of times
1: What's an example of that?
2: Like if I want to say the n-word because it makes Sense to me at that moment, right? I'm not going to call myself on saying it if I'm talking to my friend on the phone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or if I if if it comes out naturally, I'm not going to say it. And you can't say it around me. And don't ma- mention it. And don't don't say, don't literally say the word inward. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't try to slip slip, you know, slip anything out. I don't don't make use of it. Just be uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: Good. <laughs> you take this one. Oh,
2: man, I am so okay with white people taking some uncomfortable shit. I don't care. I, I feel like... I'm, take a shift. I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Dude. I, I don't think black people should pay taxes. I'm so serious. I think that we fucking... There should be a whole new legislation. We should not pay taxes. We should get a lot of fucking shit off Is that of a
1: reparations thing, or you just think it's a... Whatever
2: the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. You got 400 years of free labor from me. Why do I have to fucking pay your taxes? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck? What part of the rules are that? Like, that game seems broken. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the refund you owe me? You know what I'm saying? Like, that should... We should never have to pay taxes for the rest of our life. Yeah. I really am... You got 400 years of lineage slavery for free from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My if you were born under this you kept going into that we were the first country to do that you know what i'm saying and and you
1: mean if if uh you got
2: if you bought you if you bought me you, you got, got my, everything that came you after got the kids. me. you know what i'm saying yeah. and like like animals i'm not yeah it's like the same animals, thing yes, you would know think saying?
1: like oh the the bull had babies. we were the
2: first country to do that yeah, you know what i'm saying Horrible. and life. i feel like that means I'm not gonna. People are like, well, get over it. I'm like, I'm, I am over it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna fucking now make you comfortable and act like it didn't happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna f- be like I have, I don't have, I haven't had some fucking catching up to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't fucking that we don't, we're not playing with the same ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yours was was full full of air <laughs> and had all the stripes on it. Mine was fucking bald and 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 didn't bounce really well. Mm-hmm. And I scored just as many points as you.
1: Right. It, I know it's kind of weird, like it's getting reported more, but like all the black violence that's happening Man, that shit
2: is happening three times a week. I know. When something happens three times a week, it's not even like, it's like a channel. You know what I'm saying? It's like a channel now. It's like today on cop shooting channel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's not a high channel like in the premiums, but it's like a, it's not an AMC either, but it's like in the 50s. (laughs) It's like above PBS. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? Oh my God. But I feel like it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, but at the same time, I think that that people know that people know that that anyone who's from a white town or black town, or whatever, you know that shit's been going on. And I feel like it's not even worth acting for anyone to act like they're surprised about it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's it's 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 almost cliche for me to say now. The only thing that's changed is getting recorded. That's everyone said that. You know what I'm saying? I think that. I want to go beyond that conversation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want to go beyond that conversation and say, let's all just start talking about everything. Mm. Let's stop being so fucking PC and let's just talk about everything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, ask, you know, let's ask our questions. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, let's really And say-
1: that is what, that, that's what's special about our, one of the things that's special about our relationship. And we don't always, in fact, this is the longest we've talked about race, except maybe the first time we on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure we did. Yeah. But it, when we hang out, this is something I think it's usually me. I'll mm-hmm. say like, this is going to be weird or like, this is like ugly or I shouldn't say this or whatever it was. Yeah. And then we kind of like talk about it. And that's something that's one of the reasons I look forward to seeing you. That's, that's why I, I love can me. go like, let's just fucking like, I want to even on this podcast and it's happened in this, in this episode, yeah. I want to be free to be wrong. I want to be free to be a little bit embarrassed or humiliated or, or just to catch a blind spot in your own life. That's but if we're
2: all going around being polite, you never fucking do it. And you're either going, we're either going around being really polite or really fucking rude. Yeah. And I think that's what this Trump shit has brought out.
1: It's funny that you say that because I, I saw a clip today of Will Smith talking about Trump. I think he was in India. Mm-hmm. He was like, I think it's good because it's bringing it all to light. We're seeing where all mm-hmm. the ugliness is so we can flush it out.
2: You ever see that movie um, with Roddy Roddy Piper? When he was like, there were like aliens, so like they live or whatever.
1: No, I don't know why I let you finish. I should have stopped you at Rowdy, Rowdy. <laughs> like, No, I haven't seen that.
2: Anyway, they um, <laughs> they gave people these glasses. I'm like, was he in The Departed? He was, he was, a, he was, a, he was a fucking wrestler. Yeah, you know what sure. They gave people these glasses, and the glasses allowed you to see who were the people among us. Like you could kind of see like the aliens, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I kind of feel like Trump is the, they live the right out right of Piper glasses. He really is because I I saw... Some clip, this, like, tattooed white guy, buff as shit, roided out. He's like, make my burrito, bitch! Talking to some Mexican, like, protesters. Make my burrito, bitch! Go make my wall, bitch! You know what I'm saying? Trump! Love Trump! Make my burrito, bitch! This was a black Trump supporter? No, it was a white Trump supporter. You oh. know what I'm saying? And I'm like... Yelling, make my burrito, bitch? Go make my wall, bitch! Go make my burrito, bitch! You know what I'm Ugh. saying? Trump! I love... It. And I'm like, God. this guy had Trump not came out yeah we wouldn't know where he was he would he would be working at some gas it would be Phil yes, he'd be yeah. Phil now sure we he, know he's a He takes out. off his
1: shirt, and, yeah. just, and I feel like it's so he took the people that were like getting drunk at home and and being racist into the mirror, like yes. literally taking their shirt off and being like, make my
2: burrito he got them out, he flushed them out like some horrible smoke bomb right but now if we're if we're smart, I'm terrified of where the country is right now, but yeah. if we're smart, what this has allowed us to do and I don't want if I can be this guy, but I do feel like it's a real opportunity for healing. Yeah. Because we know that that's out there now. Yeah. It's not in the, you know, it's not under, like, we have rats. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's funny they say rats. They're yeah. not in the attic anymore. Like, they've been smoked out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now we can all sort of kind of talk and deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. We can sort of say, like, talk about how people are feeling, really kind of, like, have questions. Because I really think that it's not about... Democrats and Republicans, black and white, you know what I'm saying, and Mexican. It's about people don't have know each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Most
2: of my friends really don't can know I, a black dude. I, mean, I don't know a white person. Most of my black friends don't really know. Yeah. We know. More of them know white people than not. But most, a lot of white people don't really know white people. Right. And I kind of think, like, let's just have conversations. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think that it would change a lot.
1: Right. You know, it's interesting, somebody, uh, our, one of our editors actually was telling me about this, which was uh, which was great. We were talking about how Reagan overturned the, the fair uh, news thing, I mm-hmm. forget what it's called, mm-hmm. where it's like if you have Trump on, you have to have the guy that's yeah. the opposite of Trump, have equal time. He was like, so basically what we got was Fox News turning everybody into boogeymen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you've had 20 years of people being fed Look out for the Mexicans. Look out for the Muslims. Look out for the sneaky black people yeah. doing the sneaky things. It's, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So instead of kind of getting a more balanced news coverage or whatever, like legally, by law, it had to be more yeah. balanced. Now we just have
2: boogeymen coming into us. And that's where, you get, that's where you get a Trump. And I love that Fox, because it's not balanced, makes their news phrase Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced, I know. Because it's like almost when someone's like, hey, I'm not racist, dude. I'm exactly. like, you're
1: absolutely racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: just told me that you were. Right, you right, right. You know what I'm saying? When you told me you weren't.
1: Right. It's, 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 what do you it, wish your, your black friends knew about white people?
2: That they're sneaky and corrupt. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for it to be like,
1: we're not all no, backwards I, or, or I that, racist like, or...
2: I think that ultimately that... And I, I think one of the things I've gotten to find out with my show is that they love their families. They like women. They like men. They like men who like men. Men are they're, And I'm not, this sounds Pollyanna. I'm not trying to say like, they are just the same. right? But you have to let them, and we have to let, and each other has to let them be them. You have to really stop. The nuances are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um No, one listens to DJ Quick, one listens to Neil Young. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they both like music. Mm
0: -hmm. You
2: know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I kind of feel like so the nuances are different. And once we sort of stop letting those nuances cloud our our lenses for each other, Mm -hmm. we'll really see that we're a lot more like each other Mm -hmm. than we're not. And the things that we're not like in each other are things that we probably secretly celebrate you know what i'm saying like what do you mean? fiscal conservancy you know what i'm saying like i think that there is a like i talked to you about like the level of we we joked about it calling it in, being entitled you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but there is a level of learned fiscal conservatorism conservancy conservancy on uh, whatever my i am my, my I'm in. i okay. can <laughs> uh, um that comes from um not having to have not having to peacock yeah and there is a there's I a lesson saw... to, that can be learned in that
1: I'll tell you there's <laughs> Every once in a while on Facebook I'll see something that's like some stirring uh, black man talking about the things that like he feels the community, the black community, was robbed of, knowledge that they were robbed of. And he'll give some stirring speech and you want to share it. But of course you can't because mm-hmm. you're some fucking weird white guy. <laughs> well, why does it make me cry? Why does it give me the chills when I see somebody talking about like – he was talking about fiscal conservative uh, – no, I can't say that. I don't have braces in. <laughs> but it's, it's the idea of like – No one told us, "Hey, do the buy." I don't even know what it is because I I wasn't really raised that way either. Uh, Like buy bonds or whatever it was, or like or do this. And and he was like, "We need to like start." And I think what gave me chills about it. I wish I could remember what it was was he was just talking about getting to that place where it's not an anomaly to have wealthy black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that and that was, like, very inspiring. And, and I felt like anybody could get on board with that. No. But is that what you mean when you say fiscal? Yeah. 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 I, I feel not like, I can't say the word.
2: I, um, I, <laughs> let's just drop it out here. <laughs> I feel like... But that's an example. And, like, I wrote this episode called The Nod on my show. And it was about... I think you brought it up. It was really because it came from me and you walking along. I was... I was walking and I was just like, I said like that to one of the uh, janitors, you go, I noticed you guys all speak to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this
1: is what I'm talking about when I say I want to be allowed to be embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh God! I feel like such an idiot, but it's true. I would I would say that to you because I feel comfortable yes. with you. And I was like, you said what's up to a black janitor. Yes, and and I was like, you guys say hello to each other.
2: And I and the reason that that
1: but you see uh, that on the subway in New York, like a Mexican guy gets on and says hey or, to another, like, like o- usually you- older guys. Say hello to another.
2: There's like an instant bond. There. There's a bond, and I think that's something that white America could learn. Is that well, we
1: there, we wave at other people in Volkswagen Bugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's up, neighbor?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell me, tell me what you were saying.
2: I think that's that something a, we could learn. You find a finding your tribe, finding yourself within. You know, what I'm saying right. Finding you know, there's a a, a, a tribesmanship amongst. Well, that's why white people are crazy about St. Patrick's Day. Yes,
1: it's like our only claim to be like it's good to be this Irish.
2: Yes, even people who aren't Irish. Exactly. Irish is, is code word for white on St. Patrick's Day. That's
1: true. Yeah, it is, and everybody's like, "Hey, we're Irish, and we get to be Irish today." And this is why, like Italians, are, can be very enviable. I'm I'm envious of my Jewish friends because they have culture, and they're like, "What are you? What are you? Oh, I'm Lithuanian and, and British and Irish." So, oh yeah, my God. <laughs> <I'm> just. <laughs> I'm white. Literally, like,
2: if you were to bake white.
1: <laughs> if you ever read the recipe on Wonder Bread, it actually says Great Britain, Ireland, Lithuania, and then some sodium phosphate. But, the, but yes, there isn't a lot of... Uh, and I actually think that's one of the way. I, I know for a fact that's one of the ways white supremacy groups get
2: you. 100%. Is they
1: say, we don't have a culture. Look at black pride. Look at all the different groups having pride. And what about good old-fashioned, the Founding Fathers were white. The guy that made the telephone was white. We want to be white, and we want
2: our pride. Well, I would, I would join in if I was white, because you guys have no reason to fucking have to have any pride in because you just have—it's the world. It's your world. I would just join in with everyone else. What you do you mean? saying, I would fucking be like, guys, we're all American. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give the nod to the guy, because I see, the, I see myself in him. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start— Instead of being like looking for your own niche, yeah, that you don't need, that you're never going to get supported on because it's, it's like because you're
1: already in the majority.
2: Yeah, you're a spader. You know what I'm saying? You're a, you're a fucking tall, handsome guy who's chasing the nerd. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, <laughs> no one's going to ever. <laughs> he doesn't need a support group. He doesn't need a support group. He doesn't you know need I'm a saying? support group. You know. But I feel like if you kind of say that I can celebrate with everyone else and then invite them to St. Patrick's Day, right? You know what I'm saying? Now you have something going on. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel like. I don't ever want us to not be unique in this country. I think that's what makes us incredible in who we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the layering of who we are and that sort of hodgepodge mix, mishmash is what makes Americana. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think that's when we're at our best. But I do want there to be a little bit more willingness to, I guess, cross the aisle. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Cross-pollinate.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I kind of feel like – and I think, you know – isn't it it's so stupid? That, it's like, you know, the spiritual
1: side of me is like, it's just the jersey we're wearing. You know, it's just the uniform that we're wearing. I you I'm still feel like you're spiritual? Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's why I'm like, this is a straight Ramdas thing. He's like, he took acid with his black friend and they both were like tripping out on the same thing. Not that he thought he was a werewolf. Can you bear it?
0: That's
1: he, they both had a profound, you can know things, but then you can like really feel things when you're. On a, in that state and they both were tripping out on the idea that they're just those are the cars you know what I mean yes like I'm in a black guy car you're in a white guy car but on the inside it's just this thing it's just awareness it's 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 life. I'm a, a living thing inside this packaging. But then we go around and my question was it's it's so stupid. It is like a sports team. I look at my jersey mm-hmm. and I, oh look, I'm on the on the North Californian Caucasians.
2: <laughs> and
1: then I just go around down 50. <laughs> yeah, we're not a good team. No. Nah. We're not a good team. Sh-
2: we keep solid getting, shooters. We keep Don't. losing to the Browns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then like it's just that dumb part of your brain that goes like i'm just gonna go like they show flashcards to babies like it's in us when we're babies Mm -hmm. and, and they'll respond more positively to things that are their color like white people that are their
2: color it's so interesting to me it's all so fucking like funny and weird and but like why run away from that isn't that what makes fucking the world amazing you know what i'm saying like louis joke when he's like the fact that women still date us, and we're the most dangerous thing to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like they are they're continuing to try to keep investing in. Well, they're, what they're trying to transcend the bad. The bad. You right. know what I'm saying? Because they want some D, and you know what I'm saying? And like. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. There's all these things. There's all these virtues. We need the incentive. Women yeah. have the D incentive. Like uh, we need incentive. We need to give every everybody an incentive.
1: Well, it's funny that you say you said Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a vegan now, but like I used to love. Ro- I still. I guess I could say I still love Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. I just don't eat it anymore. Food. No meat. Culture. No meat. Culture. Music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, those things
2: are the D. And what we the start, cultural D. What, st- what we are starting to do now, which is causing <laughs> resentment. yes, there's this cultural D, but the cultural, cultural D, D, what is now starting to be is that the cultural D is starting to be replaced by dildos. You know what I'm saying? And when I say that, I'm talking about like co-oping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it used to be like jazz was this great sort of thing that, in general, people would go and, you know... And we could go and appreciate this art for him, You know what I'm saying? Or rap was this thing we could go. Up. Now it's like we're just going to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to do it ourselves. And you know what I'm saying? We're going to appro- culturally appropriate it to the point of taking removing that group from it. Completely. Kenny
1: G D. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know what I'm like saying? Kenny GD. And I kind of feel like why? Like it doesn't mean that you can't do it. If you love it, you should do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, like, isn't it best? Like, like I feel like I don't fucking want to go. And I want to go to an Irish bar owned by a white guy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If I really want to go and see get a, a real Irish bar experience, I want to right. go...
1: You want to go to Chinatown for dim sum. Yeah. You
2: yeah. know what I'm saying? And, like, why is that... Not P.F. Chang's. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> fuck P.F. Chang's.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what we're saying. We're saying fuck, fuck P.F. Chang's.
2: <laughs> this, right now what's happening is a P. F., there's a P.F. Chang meeting and... And I think we should support... <laughs> <laughs> you make it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll
1: give him... <laughs> Where do I sign? $100 f-
2: million dollars f- for three, three
1: positive mentions.
2: <laughs> it's like the easiest thing ever. So should we make the call? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's listen to the most recent episode first. Um, but you want you want French food from a French guy.
2: I would like it. I mean, sure, there's going to be some of the other people who do it well, and that's fine. Yeah. But in general, that's part of that sort of... That's the D. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the part that if we sort of like we do things differently mm-hmm. and we're not but we that's our specific thing and like let's if you celebrate that, you know what I'm saying, and make other people comfortable celebrating it. Yeah. I feel like you might find that it creates a a, a sort of cultural exchange in the best of possible ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting that good day.
2: Yeah, and you might find yourself within those things. That's what, That was the ultimate thing I told that re- reporter when he asked me. Anything. I was like, don't you look at this show and see your family? Yeah. Or see somebody that you know or see something that reminds you about your life?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, one of my favorite movies, I haven't watched it in probably five, six, seven years, but is American Psycho. It's a serial mm-hmm. killer. Sure. And I, I, I see myself in Patrick Bateman. Yeah. How can I not, you know, I see myself in a lot of villains. I see myself in a lot of female characters. I see sure. myself in a lot of different races and all that sort of stuff but people seem to think that it needs to be a one for one.
2: I don't think it has to be that. I yeah. feel like you can see yourself in in that and Yeah. I don't know like I go to your comedy show and it's this fucking wide range array of fucking people. Yeah, you have your core group, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But like I've played you in the room. You know what I'm saying? Is that right? Yeah, I've played you in the room and like it's <laughs> it's so Mixed group of people and the jokes come across, you know, saying thank you, you know, what I'm saying with right. the fucking credit card shit. And, you know, it's, <laughs> I think it translates, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is like, I could understand someone fucking, you know, that moment, certain things I think transcend. Right. Most things transcend. Right. It's interesting. There, There is
1: a type of comedy that Kum- Kumail, mm-hmm. me, and Hannibal mm-hmm. do very similar comedy. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. could trade bets. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Kumail's from Pakistan, like like straight from Pakistan, like moved here as a teenager. Wow. Hannibal is obviously a black man Kumail. from Chicago. And he loves you, by the way. Wow, he's so he, he told me to tell you what's up when <laughs> we had dinner and I forgot.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, and then obviously I'm a white guy from a suburb of Boston. But like we're doing similar comedy. There's something... I don't know what it is It's 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 observational It's real It's honest It's But it's guys that like Watch the Avengers You mm-hmm. know what I mean It's guys that Have Apple TVs <laughs> You know what I mean Guys It's guys Exactly yep, okay.
2: um, But I feel like That is the part that we Is that there is a Much bigger cross section Of humanity mm-hmm. Than the other shit
1: But that's You know it's funny that When I, I've told this before I've told everything I've said on this podcast before It's like 350 episodes <laughs> But when I would drive to, you know, some part of the country that I wasn't comfortable in. And that Atlanta. Was, and, <laughs> not, in the, not, not in that way. Not Atlanta, but like the middle of the country. If I was in Indiana or going to Iowa or something like that, you know, just like – and you're kind of like, what do I have in common with these folks? I was a comedian out of New York. I had all these jokes about New York, and I, I wasn't sure what I had to offer them. And I would always tell myself – Everybody's Afraid of Dying, Mm -hmm. and that's what I would... It it sounded like there was more than one. I'd go, Everyone's Afraid to Die, for the most part. So I would go up on stage and remember, and I'd always open with jokes that were about things that I'm afraid of, Mm -hmm. because it didn't matter if they were air conditioning repair guys at a noon, literally 12 noon college show in North Dakota, or if it was in Iowa City, or whatever it was. You could get them on board by being like, there's some things that are completely universal to every single person. The once your a year, specificity. There's a once a year menstruating woman in a tribe in Africa who would probably laugh at a bit about. Don't you ever worry that there's something in in these reeds over here? <laughs> you know I mean? She'd be like, Yeah, yeah, yes. I love that. So that there's that unifying. And then I think Kumail Aziz, these guys that were very deliberate to not do any humor about, you know, for the most part about like their families or mm-hmm. where they're from or whatever. Same with Hannibal, for the most part. Same with me, for the most part.
2: I love that, though. I think that that, to me, is just being you at the be- you know, at the highest level. See what I'm saying? But
1: I think it also came naturally. Like, when I hang out with Kumail, mm-hmm. Kumail doesn't, like, talk ad nauseum about what it was like. Gr- so I'm not saying he's deliberately, strategically avoiding a section of who he is. He's just become such a, you know, or, I, I don't want to speak for Kumail, but these people seem to just become... This one type of experience.
2: There's a humanity to it. And even if he did, you would laugh. For sure. You know, I look at Aziz, who did the sweetest thing. He sent me, after that TCA thing, he sent me a really nice email. Oh, really? Saying, thank you for having You know, saying this. He's like, we go through the same stuff. Alan and I, who's a friend, go through the same stuff on our panels. He's like, I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was just such a nice, you know, he's such a, I'm such a fan. You know what I'm saying? But just in general, I get how that might be for him and Ally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just being the most honest version of who you are. And and all I'm asking for is whatever that version of who you ever whoever you are, if it's honest, just be judged on that. You know what I'm saying? I've talked to so many women who are like really good friends, or like how often they're like female directors, they're like, I don't want to walk on the on the set. And be the best female director.
0: Mm.
2: I'm aware that I am a female director. I do want to be a female director. I mean, that's all I can be. I do want there to be other opportunities. I just want to be a good director. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if I if that happens to open up other uh, other opportunities and open up people's closed mind about what female directors can do. But they don't want the entire conversation to be like, wow, this was directed by a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel like some of my favorite directors are... Female, and I don't even think that it's like female pilots. Yes, it's like oh, no, we up. don't want that.
0: Yeah, G- that's different. You that's a plane, dude. Come on. <laughs>
1: I remember too far, I, fa- I I could have been projecting but they, I was on a flight recently with a female pilot and a female co-pilot co- Pi- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> got off I'm not feeling well I'm gonna I'm gonna blow the plane up or something I like you ending. should let me off
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're talking
1: about humanity you're talking about all of us Man, you're crying about the questions and there's like, a line female go.
2: pilots <laughs> But
1: people it was a female pilot and a female co-pilot and it was a great landing obviously and then uh, not obviously it happened to be. A great landing,
2: and I, you, I mean, I feel obviously because you're here.
1: There you go. <laughs> That's kind of what I meant. But it could have been bumpy, and I'd be here. It was right. a great landing, and I, I thought I felt people being like, "Should we applaud these women?" Right. And I was like, <laughs> "Good no, for treat you." Treat them normal. Good treat them for normal. you, not
2: <laughs> killing us.
1: <laughs> but it also reminded me of Christian rock. Christian rock bands hate being Christian rock. They just want to be rock bands that happen to talk about God. Not gonna happen. Exactly. I, <laughs>
2: I like that you're so dismissive for holding out that black TV can just I mean, be TV. There, there is not. There are. There, but you know what? There's going to be a great. And they, they probably are. It wasn't. Which what's it, what's it one called like a Christian rock band? Um, Which one? Creed. Creed. Yeah, Creed. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be huge. There's going to be like people who transcend. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And just become.
1: But it, it's it's so silly to compare these groups. But the Christian rock thing has done even less crossing over. Yeah, but, like Amy Grant and then Creed
2: I mean by conceit it should because the rock industry the rock and roll as a, as a genre it goes against most of what right. you know what I'm saying it's called Christian rock and dogma. roll
1: which is fucking yes <laughs> you rock and then you roll it's, yes, it's fuck even, music I, I never even knew that isn't that weird oh, that's wow. a real one wow. you know, they call it rocking fuck and rolling because it's fuck music
2: what if my kids just came in there and said like, hey mom put on the fuck music channel <laughs>
1: And then Let's there's pl- hard rock, hard fucking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gonzo, gonzo rock.
1: That's when you fuck someone with your curly blue nose. Uh,
2: yeah, why is it called gonzo?
1: I don't know. Gonzo journalism? I don't know. What is
2: gonzo journalism?
1: That's like what Hunter S. Thompson did, mm. which I don't even know what that means. I don't either. It just sounds like journalism, it's but so- you're, you're doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think that's what it is. Well, what about your...
1: I want to talk about... Your family's weird. You're, uh, weird.
2: <laughs> family's really your is really weird. Your family's weird. <laughs> uh, you're having another baby. You're having number six. I'm having my sixth kid. With your wife. We got divorced and we got... You're, you,
1: not your wife then.
2: With your... We're, we're, what's going my, on? She's my wife. We got divorced. We... Um, Why did you get divorced? Um, Because... <laughs> I think it... Honest, if, I, if I'm really honest with it... I think we got married really too young. You got
1: married very young.
2: Yeah, got married really, really young. How old were you again? 23. Yeah. That's how and old I was
1: when I got married. and I've been coasting on we were too young for over seven, eight years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, I think it was just a lot of things. And I honestly think because we were probably supposed to get back together. I really do in some crazy way because I feel like. You mean now? Yes. You're supposed to be feel- where you are? Because I remember seeing you. You'd be very conflicted. I'm, I'm and I'm.
0: I think, you still are a
2: think, little bit. Yes, I think that every. I mean, even when, when I see people and they're like, I am just. I'm like, are you? you know what I'm saying ninety percent of the time. I think you're one of the few people. I'm like, I because re- I know what you've been through. But in general, I, I'm very concerned when I see people and like. One of my friends, like, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. So that's how, how amazing his, his, his marriage is. I'm just like, this dude has kids in his trunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's... <laughs> uh, he has to have some sort of shadow. Yes, man, but... um, Shadow self. I feel like it was... My wife's a doctor. We went through her going through medical school. Us having five kids, while she's going through medical school, I've been writing for 15 years. She's um, been getting me Z-packs. She's been getting me Z-packs for, <laughs> for sore throats. Um, we just went through a lot of different stuff, and I felt like... um. It probably was timing. You know what I'm saying? It probably... I, you know, It. I also think I needed some distance because the distance made me actually feel like, you know, I... I the sour helped you taste the sweet? The sour helped me. not know if the sour helped me taste the sweet, but the sour... The the other made me feel like I do like buns. But I, I, <laughs> I remember for me, the biggest moment was, I've never even said this, I was... Something happened because my kids might hear this, but something happened, and I just was like,
0: "Fuck your kids!"
2: (laughs) Rock and roll. (laughs) There was a moment, and I was with someone else, and I looked up. It was an earthquake, and I looked up. Wait, literally, really, literally, an earthquake. And I wasn't in the house; was living in my own house. Uh I looked up, and I just was like, the, the ceiling was shaking, and I just was like. Please don't let me die with this bitch. (laughs) God, please don't let me die with this bitch. Oh, my God. And I just like – and I rolled over. That's not how you wanted to go out. I was like – I could see them crumbling. And I just was like – I rolled over and I immediately called Bo. And I was like, are you okay? Yeah. Are the kids okay? What's going on? And it made made me feel like this is my life.
1: Can I tell you something that's Mm kind of weird? I realize that I'm not. Even if I were an atheist or whatever, let's say I, I was Hindu.
2: You're I, not an atheist. I'm not an atheist. No, let's. But strange in, in white men
1: <laughs> in Hollywood. Oh yeah, a lot of atheists. A lot of shocking atheists. Okay. to me. I don't, anyway, go ahead. I, I don't. Cons- let's say I were were uh, was an atheist. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think I would be an atheist. I would be an ex Christian. Here's what I'm getting at. Valerie Mm -hmm. is also raised the way that I was. Mm -hmm. And to have that shorthand, Mm -hmm. that she knows what it was like, youth group, Mm -hmm. retreats, lock-ins, the same Bible songs, the same messages, the similar guilt, all this stuff. Even though both she and I have moved on into something else, I still consider myself an Mm ex-evangelical. Because that's what got into me early when I was, like, between the ages of five mm-hmm. and, like, so many people are going to think their phone was just <laughs> Five and 25? Uh, mm-hmm. I was in, I was indoctrinated, you know what I mean? So it's valuable to me I have this weird thing. If I know that someone was a Mormon mm-hmm. and now they're an ex-Mormon, I'm like, you should marry an ex-Mormon.
2: It's interesting. I, I grew up Jehovah's Witness and Muslim. One of my parents was Jehovah's Witness was Muslim. That was nothing but church clothes for me. But, um... <laughs> But now, you know, I didn't really grow up. That was what I grew up like. That's what my mom was. Yeah. But when I meet other people and they had that.
1: It, it's a bond.
2: It is a bond. Like, I don't. I'm not a big birthday guy. Because oh, yeah. growing up, we yes. didn't do birthdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now so, you're
1: buying $3,000 shoes for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that but, are called blazers. Yes.
2: But I, I don't. I understand when people. Anyway,
1: when I see people, I'm like. So when I see you with Bo, I see we talked about this when we had dinner, mm-hmm. the Kim m and M thing. Yeah,
2: why do these people keep going back that's to my, these that's familiar my, people? That's my Kim and I: <laughs> I
0: <laughs>
2: she, And you have tattoos for?: her. I have tattoo <laughs> tattoo on my neck with her, yeah. but I, I yeah, she's my Kim and I, I don't know I think we both will say we don't know what tomorrow holds, you mm. know what I'm saying I, I mean, we're still trying to figure it out, but I do feel like we've raised these amazing five people. We have another one coming up. And I think that we often will look at us and say like people have this statement don't stay together for the kids. Mm-hmm. That's something that's been said and bandied about. I don't necessarily know if that's true. I thought the expression was
1: stay together for
2: the kids. No, don't <laughs> stay together. <laughs> I think it's don't stay together for the kids. You know what I'm that's saying? It's interesting. Like it like that's not the that's not a reason. And I I think that that isn't not necessarily. Not to say that we stayed together for our kids, but I do think that they got us through.
1: I feel like so many marriages. Definitely, this is. I shouldn't talk about my parents story mm-hmm. and their marriage, but let's just say I feel like a lot of people stay together for children.
2: Yeah, and, I, because, and, I, and, and you know, uh, it's not if they're if the reasons to stay together. It should be at the pretty much the top one of the top top of the list. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole. You know, I look at our dog. We have a mm-hmm. dog.
1: And I'm like, oh my God, the dog in the past year and a half or so has learned that I'm the rough masculine Mm -hmm. energy. Mm. He comes over to me, play and Mm. wrestle, and Mm. I grab him, and he likes me to grab his toy, and I'm rough with him. Mm This is what this is what he wants me to be because right. he's always trying to get me to do that. And then he's identified Valerie as the feminine energy. She's the snuggler and she's the, the stroker. The stroker, exactly. Not to say that I don't right. and not to say that she doesn't. I got it. But the dog gets it. Similarly, I could see kids or at least the theory is that kids benefit from this structure. You know what I mean? Where we're like, there's dad it's and there's nature, mom. It's
2: what nature is. But
1: that's what, the dog seems to get it. Yeah, I yeah. was just
2: thinking that this morning and right. I was
1: like... This is why people, like, try to stick—you know something is going on behind
2: what's going on on a primal level. I promise you, dude, you have a kid—first of all, anyone who doesn't feel this way is fucking broken. I'm going to say this. <laughs> the day you, I looked at my daughter, Kaylee, she was born, I remember holding her, and I remember being like, what the fuck is coming out of my eyes? Because I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy, and I was like, well, i and my mom goes, those are tears of joy. And I was like, I thought that was some bullshit. That someone, an expression. An expression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I really did. I thought that was a fucking expression. Ugh. And I was like, oh, th- I mean, I really experienced what that was. Yeah. You will never love anything like that. Yeah. And I love, I mean, but that first time you see your kid, yeah, you will never, it's that, you know, they call it imprinting or whatever. You will never love anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it will challenge you as to the core, as to the, who you are as a person. You know what I'm Raising saying? It. Raising him. Raising him and, and the love that you have for that person. And that person who brings that person into your life will forever have that bond with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know.
1: That's what I see you surrendering to. Sometime.
2: And, and sometime, Bo, but Bo, is, but Bo is
1: great, by the way. If she hears this, she's lovely. She's great. I only know good things. But you've had these complications and you go back to the hospital with the tears of joy and the baby.
2: And I, and I feel like at a certain point, I think this all happened this way for a reason. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I used to have this fucked up way of looking at it. A therapist told me one time, I really was afraid to be out of my relationship because I thought that my blessings that I was having would stop. Mm. And he was like, you know that's not how it works, right? Like You he, thought – no, that's so honest. You know what I'm saying? He felt That you were a part of a system that was being yes, rewarded
1: by the universe. I did. Because you were doing the right thing. I did. Being a family, being yeah, with I your did. wife. And
2: then I left, and my life fucking took it's off. It's like O.J. after Nicole. Yes. Things went –
1: I, I, know, I know he's a murderer. Yeah, it's but a little weird. You, kind
2: of like, I don't know if it's anything like that. No, Pete, no I'm just kidding. When I, when
1: I watched the 30 for 30, OJ's life after that was the murder was the hardest, apart from the murder and the murder photos and all that horrible stuff. But watching his life after,
2: I was like, shit. Well, and my, my life feel... wasn't oh, like OJ. For me, my life, to be completely honest with you, when I... I didn't think your life was like OJ. No, no. I'm saying like, <laughs> mine didn't go the way his went. Like, if but, I had that point of view... Like, I did have that sort of... I felt like I was rewarded because of the system. Yeah. I left, and my life took off. Hmm. So it's... So the opposite happened. So the opposite actually happened. Not that it was ever bad. You know right. what I'm saying? I was working. Right. I was a writer. But, you, but it's so interesting. But When we watch O.J., just to f-
1: fully articulate that point, right. we go, oh, that's kind of like karma. Like, he does this fucked up thing, and then the rest of his life is bullshit. Apart. Yes, and So, so you don't want to leave your wife completely because I was different because yes. you're thinking I'm going to be like that.
2: And no, and so when I left... Yeah, I was afraid. I was really afraid, and my therapist at the time was like, "You know, that's not how life happens." You know what I'm saying? And I was, you know, I was just like, "I don't know." And so I many, had those feelings. so many uh, so many amazing things happen, and I, you know, so I, I feel like she was my, and so I left, and I'm, my life blew the fuck up. Yeah, and so for a minute, I was like, "Hmm, you were my anchor, bitch. <laughs> you were holding me back." Yeah. <laughs> but then you were I, running with weights. But then I quickly realized. But quick bursts of single man. It was like, amazing. It's good. It was amazing. I asked
1: Mulaney after my wife left me, I go, What's it like being single? And he goes, You get a lot of work done. I just thought that was the funniest way to describe loneliness. Like male madness. male loneliness. Is there is a lot of time mm-hmm. like the times that I was single or the time I was long distance with Val, I did do a lot of like nothing, walking so and much writing and thinking. I could not have
2: got the show done if I were had been like right now. It's good in bursts. We like, should all go through a breakup. Even if you get back with the person, every, like, five, six per- years, you should go, my, like, we need a month. It's my personal. Just so you can write a book. No, I swear to God, it's my personal, like, I- I'm going to try to legislate this. Yeah. I think that every, this is going to be, this is the sexist part of me. I think that every three and a half years, men should get two months. <laughs> and every six years, women should get a month and a half. That's
1: great. I, I, I really, really, really. What I was, wait, I was waiting for you to be done so I could just go, just say men and women, and
2: then you'll be fine. I know, but I just don't want. I think I do think it's different. I know I'm, I'm fucked up, but I'm just going to be honest. I do think that men need to get it out of their system more. I that think that we saying? have a chemical need for it in a different kind of way. But I do think that... You mean men being like seed spreaders and they need novelty yes, and, and te- they need t- to... Yes, like- and testosterone. And I'm saying it's just a... It makes us crazy people. Like, you know what I'm saying? The more testosterone you have, the more you fucking want to go fucking spread your seed. It's just... It's <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes who are, you know, computer geeks and stuff have less of a... You know what I'm saying? Unless they have a huge amount you know, of testosterone, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, just a physiological You're thought. saying like
1: frumpy guys, not necessarily. Yeah. Frumpy, guys, frumpy yes, guys, yes.
2: Not computer guys. Pile dude.
1: of warm laundry guys. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Men that
2: look like laundry. But I, I do... I, <laughs> <laughs> I, going back to... I do feel like that... I hear what you're getting saying. Getting that notion taken do, away from me.
1: The, the PC part of me, or, or just the feminist in me, wants to t- make it equal for both. But I you're just be, saying everybody needs some time I do. I, and, to, to lay it... I, there's another quote. And, and
2: they cannot it can you cannot question that person. Yeah. They should have to wear like certain chains. Or certain bracelets. So when they go to clubs, people are like, oh, you're on your vacation, huh? Uh, like, or your you can hall pass. Yeah, you're on your hall pass. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Like, this is a hall pass bar. Well,
1: it's the concubine idea. Like, it's it's the oldest thing in the world. Prostitution used to be so much more normal. Like, look, look at the Wild West. Yeah. Every bar was like a, a brothel. A brothel yeah. Because everybody seemed to have this understanding that there was this shadow self that had nothing to do – with necessarily love or, or the mother of your children sort of stuff, this is where we get into angel horror stuff. It's a little bit tricky. It's weird.
2: It's weird and it's, it's very f- sexist. But I'm going back to what I was saying. Shit took off for me, and and I, I, and I felt like yeah. Instead of leaning into like oh I was wrong and I leaned into now I've er- erased that fear. Mm-hmm. That my blessings are tied to her, and now that I've really erased that fear, you're not going to
1: stay with her for some magical reason. It's you're going to stay with magic. her because you want to be. It's with about her. the
2: magic. It's not about the yeah. magic. It's about the. And so I think that that was a real big sort of. And I thought about this after we had dinner. Like I was like, it's a really interesting. one. I think that was a sort of a big move for me. Is that it, I was no, I'm no longer with her out of fear. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm no Not that I, was I ever know
1: that codependence, man. I've been in a relationship where. We lived in the same apartment building. It was weird. And I would, would break up. We broke up so many times. It mm-hmm. took 10 times before it stuck. And then I'd go down to my apartment. It's funny that you said the earthquake thing. Because I went down to my apartment, and I was like, what if there's an earthquake? I caught myself having magical, this relationship protects me, mm-hmm. this person protects me. It's like, should know what to do if there was an earthquake sort of thing. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of like, but mommy takes care of me, thinking. It's kinda of fucked and up. She
2: she's so for me, like my wife is very beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's very successful. She's you know what I'm saying? She's very smart. She has a lot of other things that goes with her that go with her. Hmm. that when times were for me lean and rough, knowing that I had that made it me okay to get by. Having what? Knowing that I had something as amazing as she was in terms of all that she came with. Yeah. I was like, I guess I'm going to be okay. I don't understand. Things were lean and rough. Like if I was going through a bad period in my bad moment in my life or career, something wasn't happening, or personal something wasn't happening. I was feeling fat or whatever. I was like, (laughs) but I've got this beautiful, amazing doctor who makes these amazing babies. (laughs) So I guess I'm going to be okay. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I can't be that much of a loser if I have that. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like
1: outside of the the game. Yes. Because
2: sometimes if you look up and your bitch is whack. You're like, I'm whack and my bitch is whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I feel like, but if you can look and you're like, man, my girl is dope. Yeah. I must not it's be a, that much of a loser. You know what I'm saying? A
1: good relationship can feel like a, a fun little secret. It's like you're living off the grid a little bit.
2: 100%. You're like
1: growing your own food and you have solar panels and you do, because that's what a, re- a good relationship can feel like is you're like, you, this will come and go. You're, you're having a nice moment. I'm having a nice moment. All these,
2: everything's kind of fleeting, but you kind of go like, I have a secret. Yeah. I, secret I got that at home. home. And that's why it's so important as a man to be really attracted to your wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I tell dudes that I, I all the time, I'm like, I don't think you're attracted enough to your girl. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I, I've <laughs> seen it so often. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's interesting. And I'm like, because you have to, in the, and it doesn't mean that she has to be bad to everybody. She's just got to be a bad bitch to you. you. You have to look at her and be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I am into you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I yeah. think that's the one thing me and Bo have
1: always had. Yeah. I've always I remember been... you saying that when we were writing. You were like, even if we broke up, we would still have sex. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: always been, <laughs> I have been always physically and emotionally attractive. Yeah. Attracted to her, you know I know saying? what you mean.
1: It, it, it even transcends. I say this so much about Val, but it's like I appreciate her physically, but mm-hmm. then there's something else going on. There's
2: something else. There. You
1: know what? It is? This is this is me just being sweet, I suppose. But when I wake up every morning, when I wake up, it's like a surprise. I remember that she's there,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm like happy. Yeah, you know, I've never had that in my
2: life. And you wake up and you're like, all right, I'm not in that right now. Right. But I've had those. <laughs> Where are you now? No, I, It's crazy. We had an argument today, and mm-hmm. I was driving here. Because you live together. Yeah. I was, okay, wait, wait, but you're the, divorced. We're divorced. This is
1: your leaving? new show. You sell so many shows. This is your new show.
2: Um, we were ha- – <laughs> we I was driving here, and – On Blackish, are they divorced? no no. are they gonna get divorced no no i mean and we're not really divorced divorced i mean (laughs) we got divorced and we're but we you can't divorce someone you have five kids with and still live with you know what i'm saying it's just (laughs) well yeah normally you get out it's theoretically a technicality yeah i'm saying and a timing technicality that we haven't gotten remarried i feel like maybe both of us are you know trying to find to make sure we find the right moment to go sign papers you know what i'm saying and and And, you know, she's still my wife or whatever, but it
1: is... The right
2: Bowman. Yeah, the right Bowman, yeah. But but I feel like (laughs) I was was arguing with her... Today? Well, yeah, last night and today, but about a bill, about some money or something got spent. And we had a pretty, you know... But it made me know that there's still something there because I'm not quite myself.
1: Because you you had a some was a little bit wrong, and
2: I'm very able to be like, man, fuck Pete, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and like go about my life, you know what I'm saying, and be like, what, like if I don't, when when if I'm like if me and you fell out, it would bother me.
1: Right, you know but I'm you'd saying? be able to turn it off.
2: No, so, it w- I would think with people who are people who are really in my life that I care about. Yeah, if I that's how I know if I care about them. You know what I'm saying? I see. It's a, it's the Steve
1: Jobs thing. With a lot of things, you're able to put it in a compartment and go. And when I can't, yeah,
2: that person means something.
1: Right, right, right. You know what
2: I'm saying? And I can't put her. It's interesting though. It does
1: sound like I'm always wary of infatuation or mm-hmm. obsession. Mm-hmm. Like I think those can be dangerous, exhilarating drugs. Mm-hmm. DGP Dr. Gary Penn my therapist calls them
2: DGP of course
1: crack girlfriends mm-hmm. and they're very addicting and high But
2: that's der- codependency at its highest level. That's what you know I'm saying. saying. I it- think the difference and I think that's why I think the the divorce, the breakup was was good for us. Yeah. Because it let me very much so live crack free. Yeah. If, that, if 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 she had been my crack if that was if I was worried about you detoxed. I I would have been detoxed. And
1: can I just say by yeah. the way yeah. as someone who was divorced mm-hmm. and had that time it's so crucial – this is one of my man theories. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking crucial to be on your own at some point for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I sound like an old man being like, it'll mean more to you if you buy it with your own money sort of thing. Like, yeah. you save <laughs> up. But it's true because in my
0: apartment
1: or in a house, I'll cook for myself. Mm-hmm. feels fucking great. I'll do the own, my own dishes because there's this part of me that goes, you used to do this. What if you lived alone? As opposed to the man who's so domesticated and just lives with a woman and you start falling into those quote-unquote traditional patterns. And then you're like infantilized. You can't do it. You can't pay your bills. You can't – you don't know how to get to work. Like when do I
2: leave? Like I need someone to help. Yes,
1: I agree. Cooking your own fucking breakfast is a great, incredibly – I would say masculine or maybe just empowering thing to do. And I'm so grateful – that my wife left me and that I ha- that I was forced into that place where I was like, I know how to get to work on time. I know how to call the fucking dentist and get an appointment. I know how to get the oil change on the car or whatever it might be. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to uh, do all that stuff. And when I see someone I didn't miss, I
2: didn't miss, that's what that I'm, can't do
1: that, I'm like, you, you robbed you're yourself.
2: You're fucked. One, One of my boys now, he's like, I got to get my wife to go buy me something. Where? Yeah. And I'm like, no,
1: you don't. That's right. No, you don't, dude. You, you absolutely do not.
2: <laughs> no, you don't. Like, You've
1: fallen into some weird idea. The mommy wife. Yeah, and it's. Don't have a mommy wife. And I don't even think Do your, the fucking dishes. I don't even think you're. Not because wants you to want a blowjob. Wash the dishes because you live there, too. Yes. You also live there. Yes. You also have to walk by the sink with the dirty dishes. Wash them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's not a punishment or a chore. No. It's
1: because, you know, I used to live alone and I always did the dishes. I don't do the dishes to get points. There's no points Mm -hmm. with Val and I. I do them because there are dishes. Mm -hmm. And she does them because there are dishes. She doesn't do them because I make more money than she does. What the fuck is going on there? You got to be alone at some point. You also have to learn what it's like to be desired, too. I think that's so crucial Mm -hmm. to buy into that idea that you can't. I used to have girlfriends lord it, loud it Mm -hmm. over me, lord it over me. That like they could go out and get laid and you couldn't, Mm -hmm. and and it's nice to go out and be single and be like, oh no, you can get laid. You're an attractive
2: attractive. guy. You're a good. You have something to offer. You're good. That's valuable. It is. That's good stuff. And I think that that was one thing. Like I said, I never, I I did not miss being married. Yeah. The you know the only thing that I missed, honestly, was we were going. The kids would come visit me sometime. I missed in the morning pitter patter the pitter patter of a little feet yeah that was driving me crazy
1: not having them. not
2: the weeks that i wasn't having them that was driving me absolutely fucking crazy you know what yeah I'm saying? um but what i did realize it just made me stronger because i didn't miss it i was able to go into it from a much more adult and like honest standpoint when we decided to let's try again you know because it made us both feel like we're doing this because of what we, how we want things to potentially be
0: mm-hmm.
2: not because of some deficit in our in our lives and i think so it, we, i think that second time around kind of like brought us back into you know a real place in terms of like okay this is the, this is these are adults hmm. these aren't the kids that we met 17 years ago you're it's, different people we're different people you know what i'm saying and this year and a half or whatever it is changed me in a real way and I'm going to approach this not from a codependence, you know, fearful, you know, like you're some kind of talisman, you know, what I'm saying, you know, ancient talisman that's going to bring. Yeah. You know, I know that I'm going to be OK. It's so
1: crucial. Yeah. It's so, to be with somebody. What we're talking about is love and fear. You're with someone out of fear. I can't live without you, that's why I don't like infatuation or obsession. Mm-hmm. That's fear. Mm-hmm. I can't do this without you. But being with somebody because you want to be with them, that's love. That's like, I i want, and you're saying, I, I have an idea of what life should be like, and it's this.
2: Yes. And, I, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing is, and the people that I see, I think one thing you and Val have, I, that I really see the biggest thing, and I'm still working on, you know, with me and Bo, and I, you know, I think in general, even the characters I write, you know, still have, is communication. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can talk about something, you can get through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: it, I'm, but it goes back to you and I, right? I told you that I'm the friend, you're my friend, rather, that when we sit, I go like, is this fucking weird? I mm-hmm. thought this. Mm-hmm. The thing about the Tyler Perry movie, mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, but have you noticed this? That's great. Mm-hmm. We talked about it and it's great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Same thing with Val. I, I was always struck with, like, the level of honesty you have with friends is greater than the honesty you have with your partner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, with Val and I, we're just not going to do that. And there's, there's some people that can be really honest, but it's like passive-aggressive, and, and they're trying to incite feelings by sharing weird things about their past. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, let's be honest. and then be honest.
2: This girl, girls look at me all the time.
1: Exactly.
2: Girls suck my
1: dick <laughs> all the time. There is a, there's a, <laughs> I've been with people that were honest in the shitty way, because I didn't trust them, and they didn't earn it, and they weren't good enough to do it. But with Val, it's nice to be able to say, you know what I do that I'm very proud of? If I, if I'm with Val and some girl walks by with amazing tits, <laughs> breasts, mm-hmm. I love going like, "Wow, did you did you see those boobs?" Because she knows that I saw him and that I loved him. Why I don't like the game that we play. That's advanced shit. Some though. people can't do it.
2: That's advanced shit.
1: I understand, but Valerie is an advanced. That's some advanced person. shit.
2: <laughs> I'd like to take credit for it, but it's really just. I mean, there's times when I'm like, Sweet. I'm like, she's beautiful. I'm like, I'm not gonna know if I'm gonna be like, those tits are amazing. You know what I'll saying? point them out to Val.
1: I'll go, did you see those boobs? That's what I'll do. That's so. And she'll go,
2: yeah, those are incredible. That's so. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'd want to play that game for me. Yeah. Because I don't know if I could take it the other way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I could take it if she That's would, interesting. Like you see that dick out outline? <laughs> that thing is just fucking But you know what? That's a massive dick
1: outline. It's there funny you that you say that that's that toxic area. I had this toxic relationship where the logic was always you wouldn't like it the other way. That doesn't work.
2: That's if could, I I don't like that. That's that doesn't never work. come up with Val and I. If We're we, different people and if we could if I could find that Yeah. That's fantastic. If we could understand that I can understand that as a woman, you're going to not be able to do, want certain things or hear certain things. Yeah. Because you're a woman. And as a man, I'm not going to be able to deal or want to hear certain things. If we could find that, and it's the tit-for-tat nature
1: of, yeah. of the honesty tit-for-tat
2: That's the part that I'm like, oh, I can't if... That's, I don't
1: think that's, that's the dual brain, and it doesn't work. Like, what we're talking about is next level re- relational love, which I think comes from the heart. And when you move it up to the brain, it stops making as much sense. It's, it's less of a feeling, and it's more of like an ideology, yeah. and it doesn't work. But uh, I don't know. I, I, the thing with Val is I always say, I just want good for you. So if Val said, like, uh, look at that guy, or I have the, the crush on this guy— I'm trying to get to a place where I'm just kind of like, why should it offend me that you want to be with this? I just want good for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'd prefer you not cheat on me. But I mean, like, I'm, so on, I'm on your side.
0: Like, men, men are- here,
1: here's what I'm saying if I cheated on Val which I wouldn't but let's say I did I would tell you about it and you and I could have this conversation where I'm like God I feel like fucking shit I've, I've betrayed Val I, I'm so worried that we're gonna break up I don't know how to tell her I, I'm so plagued but there would also be a part where I'm like but dude this girl was a fucking amazing I couldn't I was so horny and it was this fucking crazy weird sex that you only have when right, you know it's right, being naughty and you're right. fucking naughty you know what I mean right. We could have that, too. I just, I, I want the whole person. I don't want to have better relationships with my friends than I do
2: the woman that I'm with 90% of the time. No, I think that that's the goal. I think, you know, it doesn't happen often. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think what that is the goal. It's interesting because I, I have this philosophy that we, men, women seem to be okay with their guys not cheating on them out of, Fear of being caught or, like, not wanting to, you know what I'm saying, the idea of not wanting to lose the relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Out of a fear of, like, if I do this and get caught, I'll lose the relationship. And that, that's okay with women. I'm like, my guy knows if he ch- cheated on me. It's I, over. It would, it, would, it would be over. And he's not going to do that. Right. So, but it is a fear model. But, but, but <laughs> men could not have that same. We can't know that your woman, if given the opportunity and, and knew she wouldn't get caught, would fuck another dude. We want our women to not want to fuck other dudes. Yeah. And it not be from a place of, it not be from a place of, I feel like I'll get caught. You want them to innately not want to. See, this is what's so, to.
1: I was just listening to NPR and they did this story about female circumcision mm-hmm. and it was to make, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know much about it because it's so atrocious. Mm-hmm but it was to make sex unpleasant for the woman hmm. which is fucking insane Brilliant. oh oh my oh, god on, thought, you're making a bad we joke you're making a I bad joke you keep mess.
2: doing that you keep doing <laughs> it oh wow so you know fucking... i was saying with you uh, no no <laughs> it's fucking horrible <laughs> i know
1: you know it's fucking horrible <laughs> come on it's fucking terrible but that's another thing we need to transcend that we need to rise above there's something weak and scared and pathetic in about men, wanting, but, it, but in the competitive bullshit, I think men, all of that uh, bravado is so fake. In front, in it's inside late, of it's all men, is the most insecure. And I use this word uh, deliberately, pussy. Mm-hmm. Inside, you're, you know, typically let's consider it a female thing. I'm saying men are the biggest cowards you'll mm-hmm. ever meet. Yeah. I know we can put it aside and dunk a basketball or yeah. put it aside or, or give a great speech as the president or whatever the fuck you're doing. Fly a plane. Fly. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> callback. But you'll never meet a bigger coward than a man. That's what I think. And that's where shit moves like fact. female circumcision and going like, I don't want my woman... When I was considering open relationships, it was just a big thing mm-hmm. in this, on this podcast. You can, it's, like a, it's like Picasso's blue period. Okay. There was a good 25 episodes where I couldn't stop talking about the idea of open relationships. And the most interesting thing that happened is when I started considering them, I noticed how I default hate all men. And see them as competitors, and don't trust them. I've got. I've since gotten over this. Mm-hmm. But if I was like, my girlfriend can fuck whoever she wants, I would go around and go like, oh look, at, look at Kenny. He's tall and got big hands. Mm-hmm. He's probably got a big old dick, and he's gonna fuck my... Like I got in touch with the coward
2: frequency in so what, my own so brain. What are you saying? What were you, so what are you saying now? Where is your mind at now? With all that. So are you okay with your girl fucking someone else? I guess that's, a, that's an interesting question.
1: I'm okay with her doing things that she would want to do, and I would try and understand and, and be with her. I, I'd say, like, if she did, I'm so close with her. Answer
2: this carefully, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Take so, your time. Take your time this minefield that you are about to walk into.
1: No, I know, but it's like I want good for her. And if there was some story, some situation, I always used the, I was in Spain and I was drunk and I met this guy and it started raining and we fell into a field of wheat and we had sex. I would have done that. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to love her the way that I love myself which happens to be unconditionally. Because get this, if I cheated on my girlfriend, I would still love myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would. Sure. I would be like, yeah, I made a mistake or I I gave into a moment. I'm trying to have that type of love for her. Mm -hmm. I don't think she would because Dr. Gary Penn, key part of my open relationship, DGP, DGP, was like, (laughs) he he goes, yes, you can be in an open relationship. You totally could. But love is so rare. That's what he said. He goes, love is so rare.
2: What are you going to do to protect it? I know people in open relationships, and it is not for me. <laughs> Seriously. I know people at, and who are very, very, very successful celebrities and yeah. that, that, that are in open relationships, and it is not for me. I don't think it's for me either. I, either. And I, I, I applaud them being able to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it is not for me.
1: Yeah. Too much drama. Too much mental energy. <sighs>
2: I don't think fucking is
1: that t- amazing that I need to spend 99% of my life trying to balance and find ways Fucking's to... Fucking is
2: pretty amazing. But think I, about it. But I feel like I don't...
1: It's <laughs> up there. You know what I'm saying? But, but is it worth your entire life? I don't I don't is, want to balance I, a sexual checkbook and I every want, day.
2: I, maybe this is that... Part of me that you hate, but I want. <laughs> I don't hate it. Not me. You. I'm saying, man, oh. like I want that person to as mine. You know what I'm saying? Not as my object. Yeah. But I want us to be each other's. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I kind of just feel like. Well, that's what Val
1: and i say to each other. I'm
2: like, you're not mine, but you're mine. Yeah, I like, love saying that. I feel like the notion of me allowing an open relationship, if I'm being honest, would only be because I want to fuck around.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I think that's dangerous. Yes. It's, but that goes into female circumcision. That goes into like the double standard we have for men and women and this competitive stuff that's very hard to get above.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. But it's awesome. <laughs> we done? Are we done? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Wait, when did we start? We've been going about two hours. Oh, we're two hours. Wow.
2: Just fucking marathon, man. Kenny.
1: Kenny. I got nothing else. I mean, is there anything you came on that you wanted to say? I just wanted... No, I love you. I, just I love here. you, too. This I is, love
2: this fucking podcast. This is love the... <laughs> I've been in New
1: York for three months, and the guests on the podcast are just going to be the friends that I haven't seen, and you're the first installment. Um,
2: what, is, what can we talk about? Um, when does this air?
1: It'll be out Wednesday.
2: Um, I, I want to win an Emmy. Yeah, okay. Put it out there. Uh, I was saying that I, I, I had been saying... I'll tell you a secret that's sort of a secret. I didn't sure. tell anybody. So Emmy morning, I had been saying I didn't give a fuck. And I really didn't give a fuck. Emmy morning, that's the thing. <laughs> when, you know, when the, the come out, yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. I was like, I don't give a fuck. And I really didn't because I was like, my check's not going to really change. People like the show. People don't like the show. Whatever. I'm not going to base myself on other people's accolades. Immediately, when Anthony, got gets, yeah. Anthony gets a nomination. Yeah. I start caring a little bit. A little bit. I'm like, happy for him. I'm really happy for him. Then they announce Tracy gets one. Yeah. I'm like, really happy for them. You know what I'm saying? I'm caring a little bit more. Then they announce the show got nominated. And I fucking realized that I really fucking was happy. I really cared. Yeah. But I still... It wasn't until... But I still was sort of a little bit like, whatever. I did not get the Emmy nomination for best... For comedy writing. Mm-hmm. And I... Did, I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry that when I had to go that morning... And well, that's the hook, line, em- and
1: sinker, right? When there. I had to
2: do the Emmy press, yeah. I almost couldn't... My face was already long and dour. I almost couldn't keep... People were like, are you okay? Ah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? But in my mind, I'm like... <laughs> I felt like I realized I gave a fuck so much. Isn't that funny? You know what I'm saying? I really gave a fuck. I wrote You're this- the,
1: the typical, kind of stereotypical girlfriend that says i don't want any gifts for my birthday yes, i really am and then on the birthday you're like where but the you know fuck what it wasn't a,
2: it wasn't to be honest with you or a man it goes back it to be a man <laughs> it goes back to kind of what we're all talking about i wrote this episode called hope and it was about like talking to your kids during this time and like police brutality was a part of it and all this and i've had so many people come up to me and be like white people, black people, whatever, like, yo, I showed show that to my kids, and it made me laugh, and it made me cry, and mm. I've never been more proud of anything I've written, and I'll never, I don't think I'll ever write anything that I'm significant, watch that, like, significant home, yeah. again, you sure. know what I'm saying? And it, like, changed the show. You know what I'm saying? It, ter- it turned the conversation in a really positive way, and I didn't want the nomination for myself. I really, I'm not saying this to be Cavalier, I wanted it for the continual conversation mm. to be had, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when I didn't get it, I realized that I did.
1: It's like the subject matter would be getting the Emmy
2: as well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And and during this time when we're fucking seeing all this shit go on and cops shooting people and people shooting cops and this. I wanted that to be in the conversation at the Emmys. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see that clip up there. I wanted to say I wrote that. I wanted to talk more about it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted it for all these other reasons. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't claim it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying I didn't claim it. I was because I was like I don't really care. So now I'm saying I would love to win, win an Emmy.
0: <laughs> Veep is my favorite show. Mm-hmm.
2: Veep is supposed to win. Veep probably will win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that we should be in the conversation. I really and I'm I'm saying that in a really big way. Mm. Like network TV does not get mentioned anymore. I love Steve Steve Levantin and Modern Family. I think it's an amazing show and they had a great run. I think that. For network television, this would be an amazing win. I feel like I look at at my show. Mm-hmm. We do twenty four episodes a year, other shows do ten. you know what I'm saying we have almost three times the amount of work to do. We're doing it every week for less for uh, for half the budget they're doing it for. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying for and we don't we can't curse, we can't show boobs, we can't do a lot. you know what I'm saying, and I kind of think there's something that goes to said like it goes into saying like this is we I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I don't know if we'll ever get this opportunity again. Mm. I would like an Emmy win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm serious. I would... For your actors? For my... For... for Whatever. For... No, it's not... I, I think for the actors, for sure. Because
1: you weren't... I mean, the, I'd like the, you weren't nominated. I'd like the sh-
2: I would like the was sh- the show nominated? The show was nominated. That's where Okay,
1: that's what you're talking you know what about.
2: I'm saying I would like the show to get an Emmy nomination. I mean, an Emmy win. I, because I think that it would help... I think it would, it would end the diversity conversation... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, not that it would, because it would now be like it's not diversity; it's just a show. Right. And now let's just go do another show. Right. You know, what I'm saying, and bridesmaid wouldn't be the women's comedy, and this and uh, right. Master of None wouldn't be the comedy with the Indian and the Asian guy, and it'd just be a show. You know, what I'm saying, and and we would, and it wouldn't take away the idea that we need to have diversity. It would make diversity a more part of the layer that is America. It's you know? ambivalence.
1: Yes. It's funny. My therapist is always trying. DGP is always trying to get <laughs> me to be ambivalent about the things. <laughs> DGP.
0: That-
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you, you want to get to a point where, let's say it's my mom. It's not my mom, but let's say it's my mom. and there's, It's his mom. It's my mom. <laughs> and there's something, it is my mom. And there's something that she says that annoys me. And he's like, there's a certain point you can reach where you're just like, that's just my mom being mom. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you kind of want it to be a non-issue. I do. And it's I think, a show
2: being a show. And I think that's what the win is. You know what I'm saying? I, and I feel like, shit, We're a competitive place. I'm, I'm getting dressed up and going. I'd like to fucking win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um yeah, yeah. Yeah um, so, you know, that's my little thing that I'm sort of claiming now in a different way. Like, I'm like, when are the Emmys? September 18th. September 18th.
1: All right.
2: September 18th, a week from Thursday. I mean, a month from Thursday. A month from Thursday.
1: All right. Um, I Get it out there, man. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But I, I am, I'm not. I think gonna, there's a reason they put those billboards up that say, like, hey, consider us and hey, congrats on those wins and why Variety has all those ads. I'm glad you're getting it out there. I
2: really think. And we talked about art and commerce mixing. Yeah. That's the commerce part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the part. If I, I do, this is a business that I used to take care of my family. And Emmy a growing to family. Fucking, yeah.
1: That's what you should be saying. You should be like, you know, I just had my sixth baby.
2: I, so I just had my sixth and baby. And Emmy
1: would really help. come in right handy right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, but that shit is it's art and commerce mixing. You have to mix. Yeah. You can make the art. You know what I'm saying, but you do have to mix with commerce, and I think that's where so many of our peers. Well, buddy, that's Jack, and don't
1: think twice. Yeah, you can be an improv purist, but when SNL or when Weekend Live is in the audience, be ready. Do your Obama.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was not wrong.
1: That's what I've been saying to people.
2: He was not wrong. They should have had their fucking Obama, and then
1: he tried to get her to do hers, and she didn't do
2: it. Yeah, she wasn't ready. I know so many people who are just not ready, not ready for prime time, or they
1: don't, or they don't want it in some in their marrow, like.
2: It, it, I, I don't, I'm don't.
1: i not saying they don't have the drive. I mean they actually don't want it.
2: I agree. <laughs> it's not that they don't have what it takes. Some of them don't want it. it some want, don't want yes, it. I
1: yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You and I, one one other interesting thing. We were talking about advice that we give people. I've been kind of uncovering this part of me that loves giving advice. Mm-hmm. This happened a couple episodes ago. And you and I were talking about, and I wanted the advice that we have to give. And remember I was like Miyagi, Mr.
2: Miyagi in, I love, in the Karate yeah, Kid. love I've used that. Three times since we spoke. See, that's why I wanted to tell
1: you, because this is... Whenever I kind of uncover Make it stand something... stand on the porch. That's right. In Fight Club, if you want to join... Uh, I forget what they're called. It's like the name the of The Fight Club. Yeah, but then they... It's, I yeah. it's some other operation or something. If you want to join the, the hardcore Fight Club, you have to stand on the porch for three days. And if you want to learn Kung Fu or Karate... Miyagi makes you sweep his lawn mm-hmm. and paint the fence and all that yes. stuff. And you and I were like, oh, this is why when I came to Jed with my idea for the show, the first thing he did, he was like, "That's I, I, a good idea. Write 10, 20 pages of everything you think about that time in your life and everything, mm-hmm. an emotional purge. That's a little bit of that like, oh, take out my garbage, mm-hmm. And, and I, which is exactly what you should be. You and I were kind of talking about we need to make sure the people that want to know the things that we've learned – Want it? Because mm-hmm. some people don't want it, mm-hmm. and that's
2: totally fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I just wanted to. I, share I
2: think. That. I think that that's so. You gotta fucking, be it. No, I think I, when you said, I like, I said, I've make him stand on the porch. I've used that three times. Did you know that Mister Robot is just Fight Club? Yeah, for sure. I did not know that until fucking yesterday. It's Fight
1: Club and American Psycho at the same time. It's two.
2: Oh, because the, the other the, guy. Is, 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 oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right. It's but I mean the fact that it's I loved Mister Robot, loved it. I loved it. So it's an interesting experiment, and it's like it's a hacker trying to take down the financial – the debt same system. Thing. That's exactly the same. It's voiceover, like uh, internal monologue voiceover. Same thing. Two guys. Well, I don't want to ruin it. but It's
2: Tyler Durden. It's, it's, it, it's like, Fight Club. I, they, I just heard that yesterday. I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. It's almost I watched, shot for shot in some aspects. I
1: watched the whole thing at a certain point because there were a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it had been fewer episodes. Just because I think it could have been a, a tighter packet. Have you watched season two yet? I really I started watching it and it just didn't grab me right away. I'm sure it's great, and I actually really love. Is there a Fight Club too? There isn't a Fight Club. too. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Not sure. But isn't it interesting that we knew it was definitely influenced? by that movie, and yet we kind of decided to look the other way. because I didn't know. It was excellent.
2: I did not know. The, I just the, heard it yesterday, and it almost ruined it for me.
1: The finale of the first season plays uh, the Where Is My Mind. Mm-hmm. Who, who does that? The, the it's pick. the
2: same song.
1: It's the song from Fight Club. It's the
2: same song. So that
1: was a nod. Once the show was out, and you know they're still in production, everyone's going nuts about how it's Fight Club, and then Sam Esmail, Like does a little nod at the end, choosing that song. As you know, I mean, Sam, I see
2: you all the time. I want to know if this was a nod.
1: (laughs) It was a nod. When you see me, please come and tell me if this was a nod. I don't even need to know what he tells you because it was. It was (laughs) not. I don't know. You don't think so?
2: No, come on, that's crazy. You know it's not? Uh,
0: I mean, Pete is
2: making this up, Sam. I don't know that this is true. He, he, he saw the message boards and he... No? Come I don't on. know. Who knows? Who okay. knows? How, how could anyone know?
1: Okay. Is someone there? Oh, my God. Of course it is. You don't
2: put the most iconic It'd be crazy song it, from
1: Fight Club in crazy. the credits of your finale. It'd be crazy, right? If you didn't know that everyone was talking about how Fight Club it was. It'd be
2: insane, right?
1: Yeah, it would be insane.
2: That person would be out of his mind. <laughs>
0: Are you dropping hints?
2: <laughs> I don't great. know. That'd be crazy, that though, right? That's hilarious. We can all agree that's insane if it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo. All right, I got to pee. Let's get out of here. All right. um, would you say keep it crispy? Keep it
2: crisp. Thanks for doing it, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. am so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice making it as one of